the biggest sports stories of the week. So when I get my hair cut, they wax my ears, they wax my nose, okay, and they wax my eyebrows every time I get my hair cut. Okay. I literally have one eyebrow and I've had people trip over my nose hairs. Okay. It's embarrassing yeah. when someone trips over your nose hair. Yeah, that's that's not, cool. not cool. Unique and compelling analysis and opinions when it comes to your favorite teams. Then he, he said, I don't want to be a bum. He doesn't want to be playing and not be good anymore. And I I think that is a legitimate concern for him. And I think this for is for Rod. For the MVP yeah. of the NFL again this yeah, year? Right. Is he really really her, I think Aaron Rodgers should be in the uh, conversation as well for executive of the year. <laughs> Plus some fun with pop culture. Maybe that might be a- is the round, the quarterfinals. That's the metal no, it's round. Not. No, that's Wait, not can we, do we get Matt, get, call Matt Hamilton right now? Because we got to find out. This is Sunday Karma. Well, all I can tell you is I picked way better than you throughout this, Ben. So you got lucky that I have a life and I couldn't get my picks in a few times because I clearly picked way better than you. Now, live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All studios at Radio City. The whole, uh, you know, Harper is the co-host. She hasn't been here in a year. She doesn't deserve that uh, love. She should get bumped. Here's GKB founder and CEO, Craig Karmason. Yes, I am not Craig Carmazan, but I am old. I am Homer, and we're a couple minutes late getting started because I'm just old. There's no excuse other than being old. Uh, fortunately, it could have been worse, but we're on. I'm still depressed about the Packer loss. I still believe uh, the number is 1-800-990-3776. I still believe that Aaron Rodgers has a bad thumb, and that explains him throwing footballs worse than I think he ever has his whole life. That's why he had some weird word for the way they are. I think he's privately shocked that fans, the media, aren't smart enough to realize that he must have a thumb problem because there's no way he could throw that badly. Now, granted, he did throw better against Dallas. He only threw 20 passes. Um, so... Uh, I don't know if it was the conditions. Um, at some point uh, later in the year, we'll probably get the information. Um, but no one's, you know, it's. I just can't, I can't believe he's that bad. And one eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. The sadness of that the season is over. I mean, you still want them to play well. Uh, if they play well, that means some of the young players might be better and help better for next year. But um, just a bad year and a bad team in terms of always finding out ways to lose games. Um, that, to me, was the worst game by far because he's got a downfield presence in Watson. Excuse me, Mr. Watson. He scores two touchdowns. And they still can't get any more than 17 points. You can't win scoring 17 points. You can't win much even if you have a really good defense, which clearly they don't. And my assumption is that uh, Mr. Barry will be gone at the end of the year. Um, Don't know that there's any benefit to getting rid of him now. Um, But they just can't score. You couldn't score more than 17 points when you had no player that could go deep like Mr. Watson. Now he can score. He scores five touchdowns in two games. I mean, they have the ability. I really would like to see 
Um, and I think it'll happen before the year's up. But I would like to see Jordan Love play and to see the uh, offense under Jordan Love. Uh, the, the the number of plays they had. Will the, will they score fewer points with Jordan Love than they have scored with Aaron Rodgers? I think so, yes. I think against Detroit, they could have probably scored the same. But no, the, the offense isn't going to be as good as with Jordan Love. But I want to see, did they go back to playing everything under center? Uh, how do the plays uh, work in terms of also having uh, the ability to go to, to Watson, which is huge? Um, but that, to me, was the worst loss. Because you had all the weapons to run the LaFleur offense the way it needed to be run. They didn't. They couldn't run the ball against Tennessee because Tennessee has a good run defense. But that's that's what that, that offense is supposed to be able to do um, with the different motions and things so that you can run the ball reasonably well against anybody. Otherwise, there's no reason to have the offense. And I don't have the history of what LaFleur did in other situations like this. Uh, 1-800-990-3776. Wisconsin had a a nice win yesterday over Nebraska um, because it looked like they were going to lose. It doesn't mean much. Uh, You're not going to get me to talk about the importance of a bowl, going to a bowl game. Yes, it it gives them a streak, but going to a bowl game means nothing. means nothing. Bowl games mean nothing. They can sell it all they want. And, they, yes, you can put it on your, your they, how many years in a row they've gone to a bowl game. They're not any good this year. Everybody knows they're not any good this year. And all that's left to, to determine is, this, is, to me, when they're going to decide that Jim Leonard is the coach. But maybe I'm wrong on that. But you're not going to – it's just – it's in it, – what? They're, they're making a decision next week. They posted the job, Homer. The job oh, was they posted did. yesterday. They finally announced that, right. They posted right. the job they, yesterday. And they could have posted it how long ago? Well, I mean, it would, uh, based off what they were waiting to do, probably waiting to the end of the season, and with Wisconsin and the state of Wisconsin having these rigorous rules where you have to have a job opening posted for at least right, seven days. Right, but I mean, my point is, you can tell, fine, whatever you have the rules, you can tell them you're going to get the job, we got to post it for seven days. They could have done it um, uh, how long ago? That sounds illegal. That sounds like that may uh, get Wisconsin well, in some trouble. Of course, it's done illegal all the time. Well, you, you just, just don't tell anybody. Well, you just can't. I mean, you just can't. What do you mean can't, you can't? Jim Leonard can't publicly say, yeah, I've been told no, to get the job. No, he isn't going to publicly say it. Well, he, he isn't going to publicly say it. You call him in and go, you got the job. We're going to do that seven seven days uh, mumbo jumbo, whatever. doesn't, you know. And then, But you could do that. You could make it You could make it seven days anytime, right? So you think the Jim just now over, found out he what? was getting a job? You think this is Brent? You think Jim just found out he was getting a job yesterday? I don't I I have no idea what they're doing, why they're doing, how they're doing. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't have an answer to it. No. They they were wanted to see if he did well enough. I don't know. I just said he's going to get the job. But my point is, when you make him interim, you make it. You have to have it eligible for seven days. Fine, you make it eligible. I mean, come on. They have all. You think people haven't been hiring people, knowing what the state law is, without the person knowing or getting it done really quickly? They chose to wait this long, right? For whatever reason, they did. Right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, they could have did it a couple weeks ago. I they think could they, have done it the day they made him interim. I think they wanted to wait until the end of the season. And with the, the timeline and the time frame that we have, it's basically they posted it, la- they posted it this Saturday. And okay. next Saturday, boom, after the game is over, they can officially name him a coach. Right, but they could have they – could, my point is they could have done it from the day they made him interim. They could have put it – made it – made it posted it then, right? Facts. That is completely Correct. true. 
Right, and they, they, they chose not to, and and it doesn't mean you have to hire them in seven days. I mean, this whole premise of that is just crap. I mean, it's just a legal mumbo-jumbo stuff, right? Yeah, that, that is true. Yeah, it is a right. lot of legal mumbo-jumbo. So you, you don't want the state of Wisconsin he can't or the university say it, get in you trouble. Can't whatever, however you want to do it. But the point is, he can know he's hired. It can all be done. And you may, imagine what uh, – uh, I, I, don't, I don't know how Barry Alvarez would, would have done it. Fine, yeah. We got to post it seven days. Post it today. When are we going to hire? I don't know. But this crap about worrying about seven days of posting um, the, the – the, uh, um, the, you know, we, we, uh, we're not riding horses to work. I mean, I don't know, whatever, whatever, like they, people know who's going to get the job people that we got to, we got to go through this procedure, but anyway, so they've waited this long. I said it, then he's going to be the coach and I still think he's going to be the coach. Um, but you could see the, the issue of players, uh, uh opening up where they're going to go to school and stuff like that. I don't know how much the delay hurt. Oh, it hurt. They lost uh, three. They lost three recruits and two well, really good ones. Well, they could go back. They could change their mind again. Yeah, right? potentially. They just, op- they just opened it up. Um, but anyway, so maybe he won enough to to uh, to get the job. I don't know. Um, or maybe he's known all along he's going to get the job. I don't think so um, because there've been the issues of like you say with the recruits and things like that. Um, but the fact that it's now open. But it doesn't mean that they have to hire him in seven days. Just means that they can't do it or announce it for seven days. Correct? Yeah. Yeah, because then you'd be in violation of the law, and they're gonna. What are they gonna do? I mean, I mean, somebody can sue. I mean, if I apply for the job Fine. and I find out that I didn't have a real chance, and I apply for it, I'm sure I right. can sue for correct. something. Might be a good idea. Right. right. Yeah. So you had no chance. And uh, he had no chance in either case, but I don't know. I, I'm I'm not an expert on how people handle this stuff, knowing that who they're going to hire and what they're going to hire and stuff like that. But I, um, but anyway. So now that it's open, I, I apologize for not knowing that. When did they announce that? Late last night. Late last night. So, um, I past your bedtime leave. probably. No, no. I just uh, uh, we were flying into uh, Fort Myers, and so. Um, I, it's it's amazing because I'm always checking uh, ch- checking Twitter that I didn't know it. Um, all right, Jason Wildy. Wonder what he's thinking about the Packers. Kyle, the the season's officially over, right? It is over. Yep, yep. Well, we're deciding. You know what we're deciding now? What is that? How many games till Jordan Love starts? Mm. How many do you want it to be? Huh? What do you think? I don't want, I, zero. I don't want to hurt Aaron Rodgers. You don't feelings. want him to. You don't. You don't want him. You don't want Jordan Love to start a game at all, unless okay. Aaron Rodgers' thumb is really, really, really hurt and he just needs to shut him down. Then no, I don't want to. I don't want to create that big problem that's going to create. Oh, all right. Well, we'll find out what Jason Willie thinks next. It's Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Jason Wilde is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. 
every day of the week, every day of the year, people should get information about the Green Bay Packers from Jason Wildey, even when I'm filling in on Sunday Karma. Never changes. Good morning, Jason. Well, everybody, every day except Saturday. I'm not on the air on Saturday, but every other day. How are you, Homer? Yeah. I'm still bummed about the Packers. Season's over. I'm, um, been a while. Been a long time. All year, whenever you think they're better and you say it, you've been wrong. This is back to, uh, I had to go back and check my file for Forrest Gregg and especially Bart Starr. What's going to happen? They'll lose. Why? That's what they do. They lose. How are they going to lose? I don't know. They'll figure out a way. And that's been yeah, the case what, this year. Well, we'll see what happens on next Sunday. Doesn't matter. If the Washington uh, Commanders can go into uh, Philadelphia and win, that's who says that a flawed team like the Packers can? Well, of course they can, but it doesn't mean anything. Um, you know, I, I've I've had multiple seasons where I thought the season was over, and then we get to the final week, and they're still mathematically in it. In '99, they were uh, in, well, maybe not '08. I think they finished six and ten that year. Um, but there were, there's been plenty of instances where they were still playing for something. I, again, I don't think the NFC is that good, and I think there are other teams that are super flawed. Do I think it's likely? No, of course not. But, like, uh, San Francisco's got all kinds of problems. L.A.'s got all kinds of problems. There's plenty of teams that are going to have more bumps in the road. Frankly, I think the, the Vikings are going to have some bumps in the road here in the coming weeks. They've been... They've kind of had that kind of charmed season where everything that ha- could go right has for them, right? I mean, the way they win that game in Buffalo with uh, Josh Allen fumbling the ball on the goal line coming out when they're trying to run out the clock. Like, sometimes you need those things, and those things have gone against Green Bay this season, but there's been other years where they've gone in their favor. So I, I, I understand, and yes, it's certainly not likely, but I still feel like they've got – you know, the the final five games, I don't know about Philly, but I'm not sold on Miami. Obviously, the Vikings at home, the Lions at home, the Bears on the road. Um, I just think that there's a bunch of winnable games left that, you know, they've lost some that they shouldn't have, and that's why they are where they are. I will say this. I thought it was really interesting that Matt LaFleur flat out said, because we talked about it when the schedule came out, I thought it was really interesting that LaFleur basically acknowledged that they screwed up not taking the bye after the trip to London, which we we said that that was a potential mistake, and it turned out to be a mistake. Now, does that mean that they're, you know, sitting at 7-4 and four right now instead of 4-7? and seven? I don't know, but they're, I think they're better than 4-7. and seven. I believe that. And let's say they have the bye right after that London game. If that's Maybe Rogers Rogers insists that it's one one week that he needs for that thumb to function better. But if that's true, that would have been the week right after the injury happened. So they are what they are at this point. But I, I'm not quite ready to completely write them off because I've seen too many teams rise from the dead. Well, so you think they're they're capable of making the playoffs because that's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, I think they're I think they're capable of winning enough games that they go into the last weekend with essentially um, a mathematical chance to make the playoffs. 
and they get, um, you know, there's like one of those where this team has to lose, this team has to lose, and this other team has to win um, for them to make the class. Yes, I still think that is distinctly possible, even if they lose to Philly, frankly. Um, But they would have to, I think, reel off all five in a row after that. So we're not to the point of making the playoffs. We're now to the point of believing they could be in a situation to not be mathematically eliminated, which is important, of course, not because they're going to make the playoffs. But still not that big of a deal. Right. That will determine determine how many games that Jordan Love starts for the Packers this year, which is really all that's left of note. Right. And that's another part of it is they're not, I don't, unless the bottom really and truly falls out, I just don't see them being in a position where they're completely, where they're completely eliminated. And then they can say, well, we're out of playoff contention. We can play Jordan Love. Because to me, that is the only scenario where they're going to play Jordan Love. I mean, if there's still a chance they can make the playoffs, even the, minutest of chances they're they're definitely not going to sit Aaron Rodgers they're just not going to do it and look in 05 when they had Aaron Rodgers as a rookie first round pick and they were four and 12 they didn't they didn't sit Brett Favre in order to play Aaron Rodgers either like teams just don't function that way especially teams that aren't accustomed to being in a position where they could potentially do that or feel like they have the opportunity to do that all right uh talking with uh jason wildy it's very sad uh people think that in talk radio that you like it when teams are bad because then people are more emotional and then there's more interest it's just not true there's greater interest exponentially greater when the team is winning than when yeah where they at now um all right is there anything that uh the needs to be addressed or this guy, this is hurt or, I mean, Matt LaFleur has no idea what to do. We agree with that, right? Yeah, he he definitely looks like a guy who's won a bunch of games the first three years and it was easy. And I mean, think back on the last three years, how much adversity have they really and truly faced in season? Like there's plenty of adversity when you, you know, for lack of a better term, choke away the NFC championship game at home, right? When you have a, you have that opportunity and you, and you mess it up. Um, you can certainly say that the way they played and whether it was Rogers or special teams um, against San Francisco in last year's playoff game, you know, there's criticism and adversity, but in season where you had to kind of right the ship, they just haven't had that at all. And, based on what we've seen this season, he hasn't had the answers and hasn't been able to figure out, okay, well, here's what we need to do. Um, and, and whether that's schematic, whether that's the pulse of the team, um, whether that's being more demanding of his quarterback and telling them we're going to do things this way. I mean, I would love to get, you know, and I've not requested LaFleur one-on-one, and I don't even know if he would answer it on the record. He might not even answer off the record. But, like, was that Buffalo game plan, was that something that Rodgers was in favor of? Because they certainly committed to the run then, right? The the Cowboys game plan, which actually worked, how much of that was him, you know, kind of imposing his 
plan on Rodgers because we saw when Rodgers was not happy with the approach that they took in the closing uh, minutes of regulation that Rodgers got really pissed and yelled at him on the sidelines. So that dynamic, I think, is part of their, for lack of a better term, dysfunction, and I would love to know more about how they're approaching it and how they're handling it because uh, I do think that that has been a challenge for him. But beyond that, like, you know, every team has injuries. They certainly have had some that have really been problematic. I mean, they have no pass rush. And Rashawn Gary made that big of a difference. So losing him um, has been a huge setback. But, you know, they were already reeling before his injury. All right, I want to get back to Rodgers and LaFleur because uh, I want to make sure and find out how accurate my theories are. Okay, the three years, whenever there was any adversity, the majority of the adversity was solved by the offense. Score more points, you never, you know, it was Rodgers. Okay, mm-hmm. my premise is that whatever LaFleur's offense was, at some point he came to the conclusion that whatever Rodgers wanted to do worked best. Now, was that with the offense and stuff? And so he let Rodgers do pretty much whatever Rodgers wanted. Now, my question to asking you is, I don't watch the offense that closely to no motion. Is, it, is that inaccurate? I mean, did they, did they adhere? Just his offense is run the ball to set up vertical passes. Well, they're passing the ball a ton. It just seems to me that it was still essence of Rodgers, what he wants to do. We do it because it works. We're winning 13 games. I need more points. Rodgers gets me more points. Why wouldn't I pretty much do whatever he wanted? And I don't know how much of that was staying with the offense or how much of it varied over the first three years. What's What do you think the answer to that is? There's no doubt that it is a uh, very heavily influenced, um, altered, Rodgersified version of what Matt LaFleur brought to Green Bay. There's no doubt about it. For three years. For three years. Yes, but, well, for, uh, no, because I think in 19 there was a process to it. I mean, think back to 19. I mean, they went 13 and 3. But their offense for much of the year was right. not very good. No, I'm going to agree like with you. I don't, I, I, I'm not going to argue the point. I'm just uh, that's why I'm glad to ask you this stuff. So because I want to emphasize that makes sense. If you're Lafleur, that's smart. You're a first-year right, coach. Right. You're winning, and you're winning some more, and you're fundamentally winning because despite this offense you've been taught, the offense that works that offense with the input of Aaron Rodgers to change it when he thinks need to change it, it's Right. Maybe not right in the postseason, but, but for whatever reason. But we got 39 wins. Nobody's ever won that many in three seasons. So isn't it, wasn't it smart to have LaFleur do that? Yes. So I'm not. So okay. here's the, but here's the differ, differentiator. Okay. Um, I would say that their offense was able to do those things because they had ample, experienced talent around them that Rodgers was able to play at the level that he played. The, the beauty of this offense, and the point that I tried to make to Rodgers a couple of weeks ago when I asked him the question is, this offense is designed to be functional and productive with lesser quarterbacks and with lesser skill position players because the design is such that they're able to get the ball to open, you know, with rubs and motions and everything else that they do they're able to get the ball to 
players that are not as good as Devontae Adams and with the ball thrown by quarterbacks that are not as good as Aaron Rodgers and still be productive. Yep. I mean, the Los Angeles Rams went to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff as their quarterback, and it's not like they had – it's not like Cooper Cup had become Cooper Cup quite yet. Yep. They had Robert Woods. I mean, they didn't – they didn't add OBJ that season like that. And yeah. they added the quarterback because they felt that was necessary to Correct. win the Super Bowl. Okay. Because because both Shanahan and 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 McVay looked at the looked at Rodgers. Both tried to get him one through proper channels, one not. And because they recognized that they had an offense that could they could win with, that they could be productive with, but probably couldn't win a Super Bowl with a mediocre quarterback. So that's why Jimmy G. I mean, look, they, uh, and they and let me ask, and they had the other positions filled at talented enough levels, enough sufficiently, right? And Correct. and maybe maybe you know Romeo better Dodds, than what the Packers have. have had this year, right? And wh- yeah. whether it's Romeo Dobbs in the second half if he doesn't get hurt, or it's Christian Watson if he doesn't miss most of the first half of the season. And he's doing more things than he even has the last two games. Maybe then they have enough talent. But my point is, is both of those coaches went to Super Bowls, right? The the Rams yeah. lost to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. The 49ers lost to the Chiefs with Jimmy Garoppolo and Jared Goff at quarterback. So my point is, is that the design of this offense, if you run it to a T, is good enough to potentially even get you there. And the idea now of this offense with Green Bay, the reality is, is that they've, they've morphed it into something that is so different than what that offense was that it's not like they can just say, all right, well, we're going to flip the switch and we're going to run it the way this was originally designed. And well, 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 plus, say, okay. Jason, don't we have to add, plus, Rogers isn't going to agree to do that. And I'm not sure LaFleur has the guts to tell Rogers he should change because Rogers can be like, look at everything that we've been doing that you've changed according to me is one. Right. I also believe this is my weirdest part. I also believe that Rogers went to LaFleur and said, you cannot run your offense without any vertical play. And we have no vertical play, so it's stupid for you to run your offense when you don't have what's necessary to run the offense. Therefore, we're still better off doing it my way, not because I don't like your offense, but because – and I'll still throw the ball stupidly long to some. we got no chances, if, if necessary, to show you your offense can't work with the lack of vertical hit. Well, right. Is that all made up it, on it, my it, part? That's – yeah, probably. But my if, Dang, if that were good. true, if yeah. that were true, then my problem with that would be, well, why don't you try it my way first? You're not, you know, Aaron Rodgers is not infallible. He's really Correct. smart, usually the smartest guy in the room, but he's not perfect. He's missed on things. Like, I'll give you an example. Juwan Winfrey, he touted him like he was a terrific player, and now you don't, you don't hear Aaron Rodgers pushing for Juwan Winfrey to play. Because they and they haven't called him up from they had an ample opportunity to call him up from the practice squad and they haven't because he was wrong about him his talent evaluation was proven wrong so my point is is that if they if they had never changed the offense to accommodate Rodgers fine but they did and now it put them in a position where like look if, if you want the truth like you know and I asked Rodgers this at the end of. Uh, his press conference after the 
Titans lost, he wants to go up-tempo now. Now his new thing is he wants to, and he's mentioned it in passing multiple times over the last several weeks, that he wants to go no huddle and make calls at the line of scrimmage. And he thinks that's the path to getting the offense going. And so I asked him multiple, two questions in a row to have the press conference about that. So that's his new theory on what will get this offense going. And, again, uh, I don't think any thought for him is, oh, let's just run it the way Matt wants to run it. Let's see how that works. I just don't think that that's his. Uh, the closest they've come to doing that type of an offense was against Dallas, and they won the game. Great. All right, uh, I know you're about out of time. Um, what, what's your belief of the truth of the thumb? I, I, of the last game, I know he played well against Dallas, and he only threw the ball 20 times. But I, I will never believe that he's that bad as he was against Tennessee. I think his thumb is bad when he makes up some other word about the passes he throws. He's assuming everybody's Wobble. smart enough to know that he's never done that his entire life since he was probably six. And so that if he's doing that, everybody should be smart enough to see that his thumb is a problem or he would never throw passes that he has to describe in another way. Yeah, no, I believe it's broken. No, you're not. Uh, I believe it's broken. Um, when Pete Doherty multiple weeks ago asked him, is your thumb broken? Rogers responded with, my thumb is hurt. Now, if we have learned anything oh, no. from immunized versus yep. vaccinated, we should, and, and I've talked to other people who also believe that his thumb is fractured, um, but that is that he never said, no, it's not broken. And if he doesn't say, no, it's not broken, then it, it doesn't take Sherlock Holmes to figure out that after immunized versus vaccinated, it's probably broken. And I would be willing to bet that after the season or maybe after the bye sure. that he, he, he eventually acknowledges that publicly. So how did, he play, how did he play so well against Dallas? Is it just weather conditions? Because sometimes it doesn't hurt. Yeah, and sometimes it doesn't hurt as much as others. And, he, you know, he also mentioned in that wobbler answer that the, he was able to grip the ball for whatever reason better against Dallas than he did against Tennessee, yeah. and the ball came out of his hand better. I mean, there's no denying that when he's accurately throwing the football, they give they have a chance. And when he's inaccurate, they got no chance. And that was the case on, on Thursday night. Like, if he's throwing the ball accurately, I'd be willing to bet they win that game because he doesn't miss Sammy Watkins over the middle. He doesn't miss Lazard on third and three from the 37. There's a couple of other throws he doesn't miss, and they probably win the game. They probably do. But, again, they have so many other problems that yep. their quarterback having a thumb injury is they, – they don't have enough other stuff that's going to go right. Yeah. To, no, they're going to lose. They, have no, they don't have a, a cushion. I want to say this and see if you'll join my club. He th I will let you be the judge. He throws no wobblers against Philly, and they'll beat the Eagles. Sure, I'll join that club. Yes. Thanks, Jason. All right, Homer. Take care. Be good. Uh, Kyle, can I ask you a question? Yes, Homer. Did he just say yes so he could finish the show? Because he's <laughs> he's got he's got a game. He's got a coach. He's I coach. Know, I know he's got stuff to do. The, what he has to do, nobody cares. All right, but he, you know, no one cares. He just has to go, and that's fine. He's Jason Wildy, and I'm not complaining because it was awesome. There's nothing on the show. The rest of the show will be as good as Jason Wildy. But do you think? 
that he believes that or he just wanted to move on? Because if he says no, what am I going to ask? Why don't you say yes? Oh, he's smart. He's dealt with you a couple times. Yes was was a quick finish. Do you think it? And I understand this is shaky because just as Jason said, this team is so fragile, you can't ever count on everything else doing their part. That's what losing teams do. All right. I know we need a break. Next. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. It's Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. This is Homer filling in for Craig Karmazin. I used to be the number one fill-in. I declared myself that because I said I would always do it. So that meant that if uh, he couldn't make it, I would fill in. Uh, Previous to that, I was upset that I was the last person. That if I did the show, it was basically no one else could do it. I don't even know where it stands now. I'm definitely not the number one guy. I think I'm back toward near the end. Kyle, what do you think? The you you're no, uh, you're the number one guy, Homer. Now that we have Green and Go oh, Green Bay today, game Green Bay game day. I mean, we can't even get you on the times we have Green Bay game day. Just about we are uh, Sunday Karma gets put to the back of the burner here. So uh, you are yeah, our number you know, one draft. I like pick. that. You're not taking it well. No, That's I mean, good. no, it's no. You know, it's all right. It's all good. I enjoy my Sundays here. No, it's not. You just told us it's not good by the tone you told us that it's all good. That's fine. You, sh- this is a good show. You should. You, um, I don't know what to tell you to do because I'm not sure you can change it. But yeah. no, no, the Packers, they Packers, Packers trump all. So we're all good. Yeah. Plus, Jason was fantastic. Go to Wisconsin on demand and just listen. I'm telling you this. I can't do anything as good if I could. And I was running the show. I would find out. I'd go, Kyle, tell me how long that, that Wildy thing was. Why? We're playing that again at the end of the show. Because there's nothing Homer can do as good as listening to Jason talk as what he said about Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. So why should I have Homer talk or even the callers when the better stuff would be Jason Wildy again? And in fact, during the national hours every so often, we're going to break away to play it again. I think that Jason Wildy is worthy of at least five segments today. You know what that proves, Kyle? What is that? Why they shouldn't put me in charge. But that's how good it was. I, and I want to know what you, th- of all the Jason said, what, what stood out that you remember first above everything else? Oh, well, the biggest thing was the last thing is that Aaron Rodgers has a broken thumb. I didn't realize his thumb was broken. This changes everything. We just need to arrest him. There's no reason for our 37, 38-year-old quarterback to be out there making this playing through this pain when our team is not that good around him. Let Jordan Love play, see how good he is, and if he's really good, then you trade him, and somebody else may want him. Use this to potentially get draft capital. So you would now – this may be a discount liquor Twitter poll question. You would now start playing Jordan Love – Right now. If Aaron Rodgers has a broken thumb, your well, team— We know he has a broken yeah, thumb. Aaron Rodgers has a broken thumb. This yes. team this team is not making the playoffs. We're going nowhere fast. Right. At this point, 
you want to build for the future because you still have Aaron Rodgers for potentially the next three years. You have some young weapons in Christian Watson. You have a young weapon in Romeo Dobbs. You need to find a tight end. You have two good running backs. Your offensive line has been in disarray a little bit this year, but you got some talent there as well, and you just need to find some more cohesion. This team is not that far off. It just seems like they may be a year off, and getting some more talent on this team is something that you want to do. And if Jordan Love can look like he can get a second-round pick, then you trade him for a second-round pick. But he has to have the opportunity to show that he's an NFL quarterback. What about your limiting the amount of time that Rodgers, even with a broken thumb, plays with his young receivers, which would assist them next year? You got practice. And then also what I learned with the Packers is the Packers don't even play Rodgers during the preseason, so they think Rodgers is king and he doesn't need time to be working with the guys in games. So oh, all we got you is practice. get some work in the preseason if you had to next year uh, for the loss of the time. Oh. He won't play in the preseason next year. It doesn't matter. Aaron Rodgers does not play in the preseason under Matt LaFleur, so it is what it is. Well, that's not on, that's not on Rodgers. That's on the floor. Right. I feel like Rodgers doesn't want to play. He says if he's going to play, Fine. he wants to play he's significant time. He's not time. running the show. Aaron Rodgers does not run the show over Matt LaFleur other than the fact that LaFleur lets it. I mean, who's one's the head coach, one's a player. The head coach is always in charge unless you give me an indication that LaFleur wanted to do something and Mark Murphy said no because Murphy's the only one who could tell LaFleur to do something he didn't want to do, Correct. Yes, that is the way this is set up. It is that is true. Yeah, uh, but I don't. I'm not an expert on broken thumbs. But yeah, if Aaron Rodgers has a broken broken thumb, that means he's not good enough to play consistently with his team to make the playoffs. He might win a game or two, so let him sit. And that 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 would be one way they could play Jordan Love. They just put him on IR, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what that's yeah. what I'm saying. At this point. We are at the point where Aaron Rodgers is not going to look good in cold weather. It's going to be cold the rest of the way. He played awful and it cold and did not help. And let's see how that offense runs when they run it the way LaFleur wants to run it. Because he's going to run it the way he wants to run it with Jordan Love. We know that, right? He ain't making any changes for Jordan Love. Jordan Love ain't coming to the sideline yelling at Matt LaFleur. Right. Or, but, but whatever the offense has done with the motion and all that kind of stuff, you know, all the run sets everything else up. Jordan, he, he, it's going to be run that way with Jordan Love. That's the whole point. It's supposed to work even if your quarterback isn't that great because of the different things that you, you do. Wow. We're, are we late again? So I was supposed to a segment, short segment. Man, <laughs> i got to get on my game. i got to do better the next hour. Uh, 7 at 11, are we doing that? i I got a great 7 at 11. And then we have a couple callers. And then, uh, all right, all right, enough chit-chat. But just remember, Wisconsin On Demand, you put the app. You don't have to do .com anymore. Just get the app, Wisconsin On Demand, and you listen, not once, but twice, to Jason Willie today. Next. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. They are what they are at this point, but I'm not quite ready to completely write them off. I've seen too many teams rise from the dead. Well, so you think they're... They're capable of making the playoffs because that's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, I think they're I think they're capable of winning enough games that they go into the last weekend with essentially um, a mathematical chance to make the playoffs, and they get um, you know there's like one of those where this team has to lose, this team has to lose, and this other team has to win. 
um, for them to make the playoffs. Yes, I still think that is distinctly possible, even if they lose to Philly, frankly. Uh, but they would have to, I think, reel off all five in a row after that. So we're not to the point of making the playoffs. We're now to the point of believing they could be in a situation to not be mathematically eliminated, which is important, of course, not because they're going but, to make the playoffs. But they still won't. not that big of a deal. Right. That will determine That will determine how many games that Jordan Love starts for the Packers this year, which Correct. is really all that's and, left yeah. of note. Right. And that's another part of it is they're not – I don't – unless the bottom really and truly falls out, I just don't see them – being in a position where they're completely where they're completely eliminated and then they can say, well, we're out of playoff contention, we can play Jordan Love. Because to me, that is the only scenario where they're going to play Jordan Love. I mean, if there's still a chance they can make the playoffs, even the minutest of chances, they're, they're definitely not going to sit Aaron Rodgers. They're just not going to do it. And look, in 05... When they had Aaron Rodgers as a rookie first-round pick, and they were 4-12, and 12, they, didn't, they didn't sit Brett Favre in order to play Aaron Rodgers either. Like the, the Teams just don't function that way, especially teams that aren't accustomed to being in a position where they could potentially do that or feel like they have the opportunity to do that. All right. Uh, I'm talking with uh, Jason Wildey. It's very sad. Uh, people think that in talk radio that you like it when teams are bad because then people are more emotional and then there's more interest. It's just not true. There's greater interest, exponentially greater when the team is winning than when yeah. they're, where they're at now. Um, all right, is there anything that uh, that needs to be addressed or this guy, this is hurt? Or I mean, I, Matt LaFleur has no idea what to do. We agree with that, right? Yeah, he he definitely looks like a guy who's won a bunch of games the first three years, and it was easy. And it, I mean, think back on the last three years. How much adversity have they really and truly faced in season? Like, there's plenty of adversity when you, you know, for lack of a better term, choke away the NFC Championship game at home, right? When you have a you have that opportunity and you and you mess it up. Um, you can certainly say that the way they played and whether it was Rodgers or special teams um, against San Francisco in last year's playoff game, you know, there's criticism and adversity. But in season where you had to kind of right the ship, they just haven't had that at all. And based on what we've seen this season, he hasn't had the answers and hasn't been able to figure out, okay, well, Here's what we need to do. Um, and and whether that's schematic, whether that's the pulse of the team, um, whether that's being more demanding of his quarterback and telling them we're going to do things this way. I mean, I would love to get, you know, and I've not requested LaFleur one-on-one, and I don't even know if he would answer it on the record. He might not even answer off the record. But, like, was that Buffalo game plan, was that something that Rodgers was in favor of? Because they – Certainly committed to the run then, right? The the Cowboys game plan, which actually worked, how much of that was him, you know, kind of imposing his plan on Rodgers? Because we saw when Rodgers was not happy with the approach that they took in the closing uh, 
minutes of regulation that Rogers got really pissed and yelled at him on the sidelines. So that dynamic, I think, is part of their, for lack of a better term, dysfunction. And I would love to know more about how they're approaching it and how they're handling it because uh, I do think that that has been a challenge for him. But beyond that, like, you know, every team has injuries. They certainly have had some that have really been problematic. I mean, they have no pass rush. And Rashawn Gary made that big of a difference. So losing him um, has been a huge setback. But, you know, they were already reeling before his injury. All right, I want to get back to Rodgers and LaFleur because uh, I want to make sure and find out how accurate my theories are. Okay, the three years, whenever there was any adversity, the majority of the adversity was solved by the offense. Score more points, you never, you know, it was Rodgers. Okay, mm-hmm. my premise is that whatever LaFleur's offense was, at some point he came to the conclusion that whatever Rodgers wanted to do worked best. Now, was that with the offense and stuff? And so he let Rodgers do pretty much whatever Rodgers wanted. Now, my question to asking you is, I don't watch the offense that closely to no motion. Is, it, is that inaccurate? I mean, did they did – they, just his offense is run the ball to set up vertical passes. Well, they're passing the ball a ton. It just seems to me that it was still – essence of Rodgers, what he wants to do. We do it because it works. We're winning 13 games. I need more points. Rodgers gets me more points. Why wouldn't I pretty much do whatever he wanted? And I don't know how much of that was staying with the offense or how much of it varied over the first three years. What's What do you think the answer to that is? There's no doubt that it is a uh, very heavily influenced um, altered Rodgers-ified version of what Matt LaFleur brought to Green Bay. There's no doubt about it. For three years. For three years. Yes, but, well, for, uh, no, because I think in 19 there was a process to it. I mean, think back to 19. I mean, they went 13-3, and but their offense for much of the year was not very good. No, I'm going to agree with you. I'm not going to argue the point. I'm just, uh, that's why I'm glad to ask you this stuff. So, because I want to emphasize that makes sense. If you're LaFleur, that's smart. You're a first-year coach. You're winning, and you're winning some more, and you're fundamentally winning because despite this offense you've been taught, the offense that works, that offense, with the input of Aaron Rodgers to change it when he thinks he needs to change it, it's right. Maybe not right in the postseason for whatever reason, but we got 39 wins. Nobody's ever won that many in three seasons. So isn't it? Wasn't it smart to have Lafleur do that? Yes. So I'm not. So okay. here's the. But here's the differ, differentiator. Okay. Um, I would say that their offense was able to do those things because they had ample, experienced talent around them that Rodgers was able to play at the level that he played. The, the beauty of this offense, and the point that I tried to make to Rodgers a couple of weeks ago when I asked him the question is, this offense is designed to be functional and productive with lesser quarterbacks and with lesser skill position players because the design is such that they're able to get the ball to, you know, with rubs and motions and everything else that they do, they're able to get the ball to players that are not as good as Devontae Adams and with the ball thrown by quarterbacks that are not as good as Aaron Rodgers and still be productive. Yep. I mean, 
the Los Angeles Rams went to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff as their quarterback, and it's not like they had – it's not like Cooper Cup had become Cooper Cup quite yet. They had Robert Woods. I mean, they didn't – they didn't add OBJ that season like that. And yeah. they added the quarterback because they felt that was necessary to Correct. win the Super Bowl. Okay. Because because both Shanahan and 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 McVay looked at the looked at Rodgers. Both tried to get him one through proper channels, one not. And because they recognized that they had an offense that could they could win with, that they could be productive with, but probably couldn't win a Super Bowl with a mediocre quarterback. So that's why Jimmy G. I mean, look, they, uh, and look, they and need, let me ask, and they had the other positions filled at talented enough levels, enough sufficiently, right? And Correct. and maybe maybe you know Romeo better Dodds, than what the Packers have had this year, right? And wh- whether it's Romeo Dobbs in the second half if he doesn't get hurt, or it's Christian Watson if he doesn't miss most of the first half of the season. And he's doing more things than he even has the last two games. Maybe then they have enough talent. But my point is, is both of those coaches went to Super Bowls, right? The the Rams lost to the Patriots. The 49ers lost to the Chiefs with Jimmy Garoppolo and Jared Goff at quarterback. So my point is, is that the design of this offense, if you run it to a T, is good enough to potentially even get you there. And the idea now of this offense with Green Bay, the reality is, is that they've, they've morphed it into something that is so different than what that offense was that it's not like they can just say, all right, well, we're going to flip a switch and we're going to run it the way this was originally designed. And well, well, plus, say, okay. Jason, don't we have to add, plus Rogers isn't going to agree to do that. And I'm not sure LaFleur has the guts to tell Rogers he should change because Rogers can be like, look at, Everything that we've been doing that you've changed, according to me, is one. Right. I also believe, this is my weirdest part, I also believe that Rodgers went to LaFleur and said, you cannot run your offense without any vertical play, and we have no vertical play, so it's stupid for you to run your offense when you don't have what's necessary to run the offense. Therefore, we're still better off doing it my way not because I don't like your offense, but because – and I'll still throw the ball stupidly long to something. we got no chances, if, if necessary, to show you your offense can't work with the lack of vertical hit. Well, right. Is that all made I mean, up it, on it, my it, part? That, yeah, probably. But my, if, Dang, if that were good. true, if yeah. that were true, then my problem with that would be, well, why don't you try it my way first? You're not – you know, Aaron Rodgers is not infallible. He's really Correct. smart. Usually the smartest guy in the room, but he's not perfect. He's missed on things. Like, I'll give you an example. Juwan Winfrey, he touted him like he was a terrific player, and now you don't you don't hear Aaron Rodgers pushing for Juwan Winfrey to play because they and they haven't called him up from. They had an ample opportunity to call him up from the practice squad, and they haven't because he was wrong about him. His talent evaluation was proven wrong. So my point is is that if they if they had never change the offense to accommodate Rodgers, fine. But they did, and now it put them in a position where, like, look, if, if you want the truth, like, you know, and I asked Rodgers this at the end of uh, his press conference after the Titans lost, he wants to go up-tempo now. Now his new thing is 
He wants to, and he's mentioned it in passing multiple times over the last several weeks, that he wants to go no huddle and make calls at the line of scrimmage. And he thinks that's the path to getting the offense going. And so I asked him multiple, two questions in a row to have the press conference about that. So that's his new theory on what will get this offense going. And, again, uh, I don't think any thought for him is, oh, let's just run it the way Matt wants to run it. Let's see how that works. I just don't think that that's his. The closest they've come to doing that type of an offense was against Dallas, and they won the game. Great. All right. Uh, I know you're about out of time. Um, what, what's your belief of the truth of the thumb? I, I, of the last game, I know he played well against Dallas, and he only threw the ball 20 times. But I, I will never believe that he's that bad as he was against Tennessee. I think his thumb is bad when he makes up some other word about the passes he throws. He's assuming everybody's Wobble. smart enough to know that he's never done that his entire life since he was probably six. And so that if he's doing that, everybody should be smart enough to see that his thumb is a problem or he would never throw passes that he has to describe in another way. Yeah, no, I believe it's broken. Too? No, you're not. Uh, I believe it's broken. Um, when Pete Doherty multiple weeks ago asked him, is your thumb broken? Rogers responded with, my thumb is hurt. Now, if we have learned anything from immunized versus vaccinated, we should, and and I've talked to other people who also believe that his thumb is fractured, Um, but that is that he never said, no, it's not broken. And if he doesn't say, no, it's not broken, then it, it doesn't take Sherlock Holmes to figure out that, after immunized versus vaccinated, it's probably broken. And I would be willing to bet that after the season or maybe after the bye sure. that he, he he eventually acknowledges that publicly. So how did he play how did he play so well against Dallas? Is it just weather conditions? Sometimes it doesn't hurt yeah, and sometimes it doesn't hurt as much as others. And he you know, he also mentioned in that wobbler answer that the he was able to grip the ball for whatever reason better against Dallas than he did against Tennessee, and the ball came out of his hand better. I mean, there's no denying that when he's accurately throwing the football, they give they have a chance. And when he's inaccurate, they got no chance. And that was the case on, on Thursday night. Like, if he's throwing the ball accurately, I'd be willing to bet they win that game because he doesn't miss Sammy Watkins over the middle. He doesn't miss Lazard on third and three from the 37. There's a couple of other throws he doesn't miss, and they probably win the game. They probably do. But, again, they have so many other problems that yep. their quarterback having a thumb injury is they, – they don't have enough other stuff that's going to go right. Yeah. To, no, they're going to lose. They, have no, they don't have a, a cushion. I want to say this and see if you'll join my club. He th- I will let you be the judge. He throws no wobblers against Philly, and they'll beat the Eagles. Sure, I'll join that club. Yes. Thanks, Jason. All right, Homer. Take care. Be good. Uh, Kyle, can I ask you a question? Yes, Homer. Did he just say yes so he could finish the show? Because he's, <laughs> he's got he's got a game. He's got a coach. He's I coach. Know, I know he's got stuff to do. Though what he has to do, nobody cares. All right, but he, you know, no one cares. He just has to go, and that's fine. He's Jason Wildy, and I'm not complaining because it was awesome. There's nothing on the show. The rest of the show will be as good as Jason Wildy. But do you think? That he believes that, or he just wanted 
to move on. Because if he says no, what am I going to ask? Why don't you say yes? Oh, he's smart. He's dealt with you a couple times. Yes was was a quick finish. Do you think it? And I understand this is shaky because just as Jason said, this team is so fragile, you can't ever count on everything else doing their part. That's what losing teams do. All right. I know we need a break. Next. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. It's Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. This is Homer filling in for Craig Karmazin. I used to be the number one fill-in. I declared myself that because I said I would always do it. So that meant that if uh, he couldn't make it, I would fill in. Uh, Previous to that, I was upset that I was the last person. That if I did the show, it was basically no one else could do it. I don't even know where it stands now. I'm definitely not the number one guy. I think I'm back toward near the end. Kyle, what do you think? The you you're no, uh, you're the number one guy, Homer. Now that we have Green and Go, oh, Green Bay today, game, Green Bay game day. I mean, we can't even get you on the times we have Green Bay game day. Just about we are uh, Sunday Karma gets put to the back of the burner here. So uh, you are yeah, our that, number one draft. I like pick. that. You're not taking it well. No, That's I mean, good. no, it's no. You know, it's all right. It's all good. I enjoy my Sundays here. No, it's not. You just told us it's not good by the tone you told us that it's all good. That's fine. You, sh- this is a good show. You should. You're. Um, I don't know what to tell you to do because I'm not sure you can change it. But yeah. no, no, the Packers, they Packers, Packers trump all. So we're all good. Yeah. Plus, Jason was fantastic. Go to Wisconsin on demand and just listen. I'm telling you this. I can't do anything as good if I could. And I was running the show. I would find out. I'd go, Kyle, tell me how long that that Wildy thing was. Why? We're playing that again at the end of the show. Because there's nothing Homer can do as good as listening to Jason talk as what he said about Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. So why should I have Homer talk or even the callers when the better stuff would be Jason Wildy again? And in fact, during the national hours every so often, we're going to break away to play it again. I think that Jason Wildy is worthy of at least five segments today. You know what that proves, Kyle? What is that? Why they shouldn't put me in charge. But that's how good it was. I, and I want to know what you, th- of all the Jason said, what, what stood out that you remember first above everything else? Oh, well, the biggest thing was the last thing is that Aaron Rodgers has a broken thumb. I didn't realize his thumb was broken. This changes everything. We just need to arrest him. There's no reason for our 37, 38-year-old quarterback to be out there making this plan through this pain when our team is not that good around him. Let Jordan so, Love play, see how good he is, and if he's really good, then you trade him, and somebody else may want him. Use this to potentially get draft capital. So you would now – this may be a discount liquor Twitter poll question. You would now start playing Jordan Love – Right now. If Aaron Rodgers has a broken thumb, your well, team— We know he has a broken yeah, thumb. We Aaron Rodgers don't. has a broken thumb. This yes. team this team is not making the playoffs. We're going nowhere fast right. at this point. 
you want to build for the future because you still have Aaron Rodgers for potentially the next three years. You have some young weapons in Christian Watson. You have a young weapon in Romeo Dobbs. You need to find a tight end. You have two good running backs. Your offensive line has been in disarray a little bit this year, but you got some talent there as well, and you just need to find some more cohesion. This team is not that far off. It just seems like they may be a year off, and getting some more talent on this team is something that you want to do. And if Jordan Love can look like he can get a second-round pick, then you trade him for a second-round pick. But he has to have the opportunity to show that he's an NFL quarterback. What about your limiting the amount of time that Rodgers, even with a broken thumb, plays with these young receivers, which would assist them next year? You got practice. And then also what I learned with the Packers is the Packers don't even play Rodgers during the preseason, so they think Rodgers is king and he doesn't need time to be working with the guys in games. So oh, all they got you is practice. get some work in the preseason if you had to next year uh, for the loss of the time. Oh. He won't play in the preseason next year. It doesn't matter. Aaron Rodgers does not play in the preseason under Matt LaFleur, so it is what it is. Well, that's not on, that's not on Rodgers. That's on LaFleur. Right. I feel like Rodgers doesn't want to play. He says if he's going to play, Fine. he wants to play he's significant time. He's not time. running the show. Aaron Rodgers does not run the show over Matt LaFleur other than the fact that LaFleur lets it. I mean, who's one's the head coach, one's a player. The head coach is always in charge unless you give me an indication that LaFleur wanted to do something and Mark Murphy said no because Murphy's the only one who could tell LaFleur to do something he didn't want to do, correct? Yes, that is the way this is set up. It is that is true. Yeah, uh, but I don't. I'm not an expert on broken thumbs. But yeah, if Aaron Rodgers has a broken broken thumb, that means he's not good enough to play consistently with his team to make the playoffs. You might win a game or two, so let him sit. And that 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 would be one way they could play Jordan Love. They just put him on IR, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what that's yeah. what I'm saying at this point. We are at the point where Aaron Rodgers is not going to look good in cold weather. It's going to be cold the rest of the way. He played awful, and it cold did not help. And let's see how that offense runs when they run it the way LaFleur wants to run it. Because he's going to run it the way he wants to run it with Jordan Love. We know that, right? He ain't making any changes for Jordan Love. Jordan Love ain't coming to the sideline yelling at Matt LaFleur. Right, or, but, but whatever the offense has done with the motion and all that kind of stuff, you know, all the run sets everything else up. Jordan, he, he, it's going to be run that way with Jordan Love. That's the whole point. It's supposed to work even if your quarterback isn't that great because of the different things that you, you do. Wow. We're, are we late again? This is supposed to be a segment, short segment. Man, <laughs> i got to get on my game. i got to do better the next hour. Uh, 7 at 11, are we doing that? i I got a great 7 at 11. And then we have a couple callers. And then, uh, all right, all right, enough chit-chat. But just remember, Wisconsin On Demand, you put the app. You don't have to do .com anymore. Just get the app, Wisconsin On Demand, and you listen, not once, but twice to Jason Woolley today. Next. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. They are what they are at this point, but I'm not quite ready to completely write them off. I've seen too many teams rise from the dead. Well, so you think they're... They're capable of making the playoffs because that's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, I think they're I think they're capable of winning enough games that they go into the last weekend with essentially um, a mathematical chance to make the playoffs, and they get um, you know there's like one of those where this team has to lose, this team has to lose, and this other team has to win, 
um, for them to make the playoffs. Yes, I still think that is distinctly possible, even if they lose to Philly, frankly. Uh, but they would have to, I think, reel off all five in a row after that. So we're not to the point of making the playoffs. We're now to the point of believing they could be in a situation to not be mathematically eliminated, which is important, of course, not because they're going to make the playoffs. But they still won't. not that big of a deal. Right. That will determine That will determine how many games that Jordan Love starts for the Packers this year, which Correct. is really all that's and, left yeah. of note. Right. And that's another part of it is they're not – I don't – unless the bottom really and truly falls out. I just don't see them being in a position where they're completely, where they're completely eliminated. And then they can say, well, we're out of playoff contention. We can play Jordan Love because to me, that is the only scenario where they're going to play Jordan Love. I mean, if there's still a chance they can make the playoffs, even the minutest of chances, they're, they're definitely not going to sit Aaron Rodgers. They're just not going to do it. And, look, in 05, when they had Aaron Rodgers as a rookie first-round pick and they were 4-12, and they didn't, they didn't sit Brett Favre in order to play Aaron Rodgers either. Like, the, the teams just don't function that way, especially teams that aren't accustomed to being in a position where they could potentially do that or feel like they have the opportunity to do that. All right, uh, I'm talking with uh, Jason Wildey. It's very sad. Uh, people think that in talk radio that you like it when teams are bad because then people are more emotional and then they, there's more interest. It's just not true. There's greater interest, exponentially greater, when the team is winning than when yeah. they're, where they're at now. Um, all right, is there anything that uh, that needs to be addressed or this guy, this is hurt or – I mean, I, Matt LaFleur has no idea what to do. We agree with that, right? Yeah, he, he definitely looks like a guy who's won a bunch of games the first three years, and it was easy. And it, I mean, think back on the last three years. How much adversity have they really and truly faced in season? Like, there's plenty of adversity when you, you know, for lack of a better term, choke away the – NFC Championship game at home, right? When you have a, you have that opportunity and you and you mess it up, um, you can certainly say that the way they played and whether it was Rodgers or special teams um, against San Francisco in last year's playoff game, you know there's criticism and adversity. But in season where you had to kind of right the ship, they just haven't had that at all. And based on what we've seen this season, he hasn't had the answers and hasn't been able to figure out, okay, well, here's what we need to do. Um, and, and whether that's schematic, whether that's the pulse of the team, um, whether that's being more demanding of his quarterback and telling them we're going to do things this way. I mean, I would love to get, you know, and I've not requested Lafleur one-on-one and I don't even know if he would answer it on the record. He might not even answer off the record, but like, was that Buffalo game plan, was that something that Rodgers was in favor of? Because they certainly committed to the run then, right? The the Cowboys game plan, which actually worked, how much of that was him, you know, kind of imposing his plan on Rodgers? Because we saw when Rodgers was not happy with the approach that they took in the closing uh, 
minutes of regulation that Rogers got really pissed and yelled at him on the sidelines. So that dynamic, I think, is part of their, for lack of a better term, dysfunction. And I would love to know more about how they're approaching it and how they're handling it because uh, I do think that that has been a challenge for him. But beyond that, like, you know, every team has injuries. They certainly have had some that have really been problematic. I mean, they have no pass rush. And Rashawn Gary made that big of a difference. So losing him um, has been a huge setback. But, you know, they were already reeling before his injury. All right, I want to get back to Rodgers and LaFleur because uh, I want to make sure and find out how accurate my theories are. Okay, the three years, whenever there was any adversity, the majority of the adversity was solved by the offense. Score more points, you never, you know, it was Rodgers. Okay, mm-hmm. my premise is that whatever LaFleur's offense was, at some point he came to the conclusion that whatever Rodgers wanted to do worked best. Now, was that with the offense and stuff? And so he let Rodgers do pretty much whatever Rodgers wanted. Now, my question to asking you is, I don't watch the offense that closely to no motion. Is it? Is that inaccurate? I mean, did they did – they just his offense is run the ball to set up vertical passes. Well, they're passing the ball a ton. It just seems to me that it was still – essence of Rodgers, what he wants to do. We do it because it works. We're winning 13 games. I need more points. Rodgers gets me more points. Why wouldn't I pretty much do whatever he wanted? And I don't know how much of that was staying with the offense or how much of it varied over the first three years. What's What do you think the answer to that is? There's no doubt that it is a uh, very heavily influenced um, altered Rodgersified version of what Matt LaFleur brought to Green Bay. There's no doubt about it. For three years. For three years. Yes, so but well, for, uh, no, because I think in 19 there was a process to it. I mean, okay. think back to 19. I mean, they went 13-3, and three, but their offense for much of the year was right. not very good. No, I'm going to agree like with you. I don't, I, I, I'm not going to argue the point. I'm just uh, That's why I'm glad to ask you this stuff. So Because I want to emphasize that makes sense. If you're LaFleur, that's smart. You're a first-year coach. You're winning, and you're winning some more, and you're fundamentally winning because despite this offense you've been taught, the offense that works, that offense, with the input of Aaron Rodgers to change it when he thinks he needs to change it, it's right. Maybe not right in the postseason for whatever reason, but we got 39 wins. Nobody's ever won that many in three seasons. So isn't it? Wasn't it smart to have Lafleur do that? Yes. So I'm not. So okay. here's the. But here's the differ, differentiator. Okay. Um, I would say that their offense was able to do those things because they had ample, experienced talent around them that Rodgers was able to play at the level that he played. The, the beauty of this offense, and the point that I tried to make to Rodgers a couple of weeks ago when I asked him the question is, this offense is designed to be functional and productive with lesser quarterbacks and with lesser skill position players because the design is such that they're able to get the ball to, you know, with rubs and motions and everything else that they do, they're able to get the ball to players that are not as good as Devontae Adams and with the ball thrown by quarterbacks that are not as good as Aaron Rodgers and still be productive. I mean, 
the Los Angeles Rams went to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff as their quarterback, and it's not like they had – it's not like Cooper Cup had become Cooper Cup quite yet. Yep. They had Robert Woods. I mean, they didn't they didn't add OBJ that season like that. And yeah. they added the quarterback because they felt that was necessary to Correct. win the Super Bowl. Okay. Because because both Shanahan and 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 McVay looked at the looked at Rodgers. Both tried to get him one through proper channels, one not. And because they recognized that they had an offense that could they could win with, that they could be productive with, but probably couldn't win a Super Bowl with a mediocre quarterback. So that's why Jimmy G. I mean, look, they, uh, and they and need- let me ask, and they had the other positions filled at talented enough levels, enough sufficiently, right? And Correct. and maybe maybe you know Romeo better Dodd, than what the Packers have had this year, right? And wh- whether it's Romeo Dobbs in the second half if he doesn't get hurt, or it's Christian Watson if he doesn't miss most of the first half of the season. And he's doing more things than he even has the last two games. Maybe then they have enough talent. But my point is, is both of those coaches went to Super Bowls, right? The the Rams yeah. lost to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. The 49ers lost to the Chiefs with Jimmy Garoppolo and Jared Goff at quarterback. So my point is, is that the design of this offense, if you run it to a T, is good enough to potentially even get you there. And the idea now of this offense with Green Bay, the reality is, is that they've they've morphed it into something that is so different than what that offense was, that it's not like they can just say, all right, well, we're going to flip the switch and we're going to run it the way this was originally designed. And well, 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 plus, say, okay. Jason, don't we have to add? Plus, Rogers isn't going to agree to do that, and I'm not sure Lafleur has the guts to tell Rogers he should change. Because Rogers can be like, look at everything that we've been doing that you've changed according to me is one. Right. I also believe this is my weirdest part. I also believe that Rogers went to LaFleur and said, You cannot run your offense without any vertical play. And we have no vertical play. So it's stupid for you to run your offense when you don't have what's necessary to run the offense. Therefore we're still better off doing it my way. Not because I don't like your offense, but because – and I'll still throw the ball stupidly long to something. we got no chances, if, if necessary, to show you your offense can't work with the lack of vertical hit. Well, right. Is that all made it, up it, on it, my it, part? That, yeah, probably. But my, if, Dang, if that were good. true, if yeah. that were true, then my problem with that would be, well, why don't you try it my way first? You're not – you know, Aaron Rodgers is not infallible. He's really Correct. smart. Usually the smartest guy in the room, but he's not perfect. He's missed on things. Like, I'll give you an example. Juwan Winfrey, he touted him like he was a terrific player, and now you don't you don't hear Aaron Rodgers pushing for Juwan Winfrey to play because they and they haven't called him up from. They had an ample opportunity to call him up from the practice squad, and they haven't because he was wrong about him. His talent evaluation was proven wrong. So, my point is is that if they if they had never change the offense to accommodate Rodgers, fine. But they did, and now it put them in a position where, like, look, if, if you want the truth, like, you know, and I asked Rodgers this at the end of uh, his press conference after the Titans lost, he wants to go up-tempo now. Now his new thing is 
He wants to, and he's mentioned it in passing multiple times over the last several weeks, that he wants to go no huddle and make calls at the line of scrimmage. And he thinks that's the path to getting the offense going. And so I asked him multiple, two questions in a row to have the press conference about that. So that's his new theory on what will get this offense going. And, again, uh, I don't think any thought for him is, oh, let's just run it the way Matt wants to run it. Let's see how that works. I just don't think that that's his. The closest they've come to doing that type of an offense was against Dallas, and they won the game. Great. All right, uh, I know you're about out of time. Um, what, what's your belief of the truth of the thumb? I, I, of the last game, I know he played well against Dallas, and he only threw the ball 20 times. But I, I will never believe that he's that bad as he was against Tennessee. I think his thumb is bad when he makes up some other word about the passes he throws. He's assuming everybody's Wobble. smart enough to know that he's never done that his entire life since he was probably six. And so that if he's doing that, everybody should be smart enough to see that his thumb is a problem or he would never throw passes that he has to describe in another way. Yeah, no, I believe it's broken. No, you're not. Uh, I believe it's broken. Um, when Pete Doherty multiple weeks ago asked him, is your thumb broken? Rogers responded with, my thumb is hurt. Now, if we have learned anything oh, no. from immunized versus yep. vaccinated, we should, and, and I've talked to other people who also believe that his thumb is fractured, um, but that is that he never said, no, it's not broken. And if he doesn't say, no, it's not broken, then it, it doesn't take Sherlock Holmes to figure out that, after immunized versus vaccinated, it's probably broken. And I would be willing to bet that after the season or maybe after the bye sure. that he, he he eventually acknowledges that publicly. So how did he play how did he play so well against Dallas? Is it just weather conditions? Sometimes it doesn't hurt yeah, and sometimes it doesn't hurt as much as others. And he you know, he also mentioned in that wobbler answer that the he was able to grip the ball for whatever reason better against Dallas than he did against Tennessee, yeah. and the ball came out of his hand better. I mean, there's no denying that when he's accurately throwing the football, they give they have a chance. And when he's inaccurate, they got no chance. And that was the case on, on Thursday night. Like, if he's throwing the ball accurately, I'd be willing to bet they win that game because he doesn't miss Sammy Watkins over the middle. He doesn't miss Lazard on third and three from the 37. There's a couple of other throws he doesn't miss, and they probably win the game. They probably do. But, again, they have so many other problems that yep. their quarterback having a thumb injury is they, – they don't have enough other stuff that's going to go right. Yeah. To, no, they're going to lose. They, have no, they don't have a, a cushion. I want to say this and see if you'll join my club. He th- I will let you be the judge. He throws no wobblers against Philly, and they'll beat the Eagles. Sure, I'll join that club. Yes. Thanks, Jason. All right, Homer. Take care. Be good. Uh, Kyle, can I ask you a question? Yes, Homer. Did he just say yes so he could finish the show? Because he's <laughs> he's got he's got a game. He's got a coach. He's I coach. Know, I know he's got stuff to do. Though what he has to do, nobody cares. All right, but he, you know, no one cares. He just has to go, and that's fine. He's Jason Wildy, and I'm not complaining because it was awesome. There's nothing on the show. The rest of the show will be as good as Jason Wildy. But do you think that he believes that, or he just? 
when wanted to move on. Because if he says no, what am I going to ask? Why don't you say yes? Oh, he's smart. He's no. dealt with you a couple times. Yes was yes was a quick finish. Do you think it? And I understand this is shaky because just as Jason said, this team is so fragile, you can't ever count on everything else doing their part. That's what losing teams do. All right. I know we need a break. Next. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. It's Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. This is Homer filling in for Craig Karmazin. I used to be the number one fill-in. I declared myself that because I said I would always do it. So that meant that if uh, he couldn't make it, I would fill in. Uh, Previous to that, I was upset that I was the last person. That if I did the show, it was basically no one else could do it. I don't even know where it stands now. I'm definitely not the number one guy. I think I'm back toward near the end. Kyle, what do you think? The you you're no, uh, you're the number one guy, Homer. Now that we have Green and Go oh, Green Bay today, game, Green Bay game day. I mean, we can't even get you on the times we have Green Bay game day. Just about we are uh, Sunday Karma gets put to the back of the burner here. So uh, you are yeah, our that, number one draft. I like that. You're not taking it well. No, That's I mean, good. no, it's no. You know, it's all right. It's all good. I enjoy my Sundays here. No, it's not. You just told us it's not good by the tone you told us that it's all good. That's fine. You, sh- this is a good show. You should. You're. Um, I don't know what to tell you to do because I'm not sure you can change it. But yeah. no, no, the Packers, they Packers, Packers trump all. So we're all good. Yeah. Plus, Jason was fantastic. Go to Wisconsin on demand and just listen. I'm telling you this. I can't do anything as good if I could. And I was running the show. I would find out. I'd go, Kyle, tell me how long that, that Wildy thing was. Why? We're playing that again at the end of the show. Because there's nothing Homer can do as good as listening to Jason talk as what he said about Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. So why should I have Homer talk or even the callers when the better stuff would be Jason Wildy again? And in fact, during the national hours every so often, we're going to break away to play it again. I think that Jason Wildy is worthy of at least five segments today. You know what that proves, Kyle? What is that? Why they shouldn't put me in charge. But that's how good it was. I, and I want to know what you, th- of all the Jason said, what, what stood out that you remember first above everything else? Oh, well, the biggest thing was the last thing is that Aaron Rodgers has a broken thumb. I didn't realize his thumb was broken. This changes everything. We just need to arrest him. There's no reason for our 37, 38-year-old quarterback to be out there making this plan through this pain when our team is not that good around him. Let Jordan Love play, see how good he is, and if he's really good, then you trade him, and somebody else may want him. Use this to potentially get draft capital. So you would now – this may be a discount liquor Twitter poll question. You would now start playing Jordan Love. Right now. If Aaron Rodgers has a broken thumb, your well, team— We know he has a broken yeah, thumb. Aaron Rodgers has a broken thumb. This yes. team this team is not making the playoffs. We're going nowhere fast right. at this point. 
you want to build for the future because you still have Aaron Rodgers for potentially the next three years. You have some young weapons in Christian Watson. You have a young weapon in Romeo Dobbs. You need to find a tight end. You have two good running backs. Your offensive line has been in disarray a little bit this year, but you got some talent there as well, and you just need to find some more cohesion. This team is not that far off. It just seems like they may be a year off, and getting some more talent on this team is something that you want to do. And if Jordan Love can look like he can get a second-round pick, then you trade him for a second-round pick. But he has to have the opportunity to show that he's an NFL quarterback. What about your limiting the amount of time that Rodgers, even with a broken thumb, plays with these young receivers, which would assist them next year? You got practice. And then also what I learned with the Packers is the Packers don't even play Rodgers during the preseason, so they think Rodgers is king and he doesn't need time to be working with the guys in game. So they oh, all they got is practice. You get some work in the preseason if you had to next year uh, for the loss of the time. Oh. He won't play in the preseason next year. It doesn't matter. Aaron Rodgers does not play in the preseason under Matt LaFleur, so it is what it is. Well, that's not on, that's not on Rodgers. That's on the floor. Right. I feel like Rodgers doesn't want to play. He says if he's going to play, Fine. he wants to he's play not, significant He's not time. running the show. Aaron Rodgers does not run the show over Matt LaFleur other than the fact that LaFleur lets it. I mean, who's one's the head coach, one's a player. The head coach is always in charge unless you give me an indication that LaFleur wanted to do something and Mark Murphy said no because Murphy's the only one who could tell LaFleur to do something he didn't want to do, correct? Yes, that is the way this is set up. It is that is true. Yeah, uh, but I don't. I'm not an expert on broken thumbs. But yeah, if Aaron Rodgers has a broken broken thumb, that means he's not good enough to play consistently with his team to make the playoffs. You might win a game or two, so let him sit. And that 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 would be one way they could play Jordan Love. Is they just put him on IR, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what that's yeah. what I'm saying at this point. We are at the point where Aaron Rodgers is not going to look good in cold weather. It's going to be cold the rest of the way. He played awful, and it cold and did not help. And let's see how that offense runs when they run it the way LaFleur wants to run it. Because he's going to run it the way he wants to run it with Jordan Love. We know that, right? He ain't making any changes for Jordan Love. Jordan Love ain't coming to the sideline yelling at Matt LaFleur. Right, or, but, but whatever the offense has done with the motion and all that kind of stuff, you know, all the run sets everything else up. Jordan, he, he, it's going to be run that way with Jordan Love. That's the whole point. It's supposed to work even if your quarterback isn't that great because of the different things that you, you do. Wow. We're, are we late again? This is supposed to be a segment, short segment. Man, <laughs> i got to get on my game. i got to do better the next hour. Uh, 7 at 11, are we doing that? i I got a great 7 at 11. And then we have a couple callers. And then, uh, all right, all right, enough chit-chat. But just remember, Wisconsin On Demand, you put the app. You don't have to do .com anymore. Just get the app, Wisconsin On Demand, and you listen. Not once, but twice to Jason Woolley today. Next. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. They are what they are at this point, but I'm not quite ready to completely write them off. I've seen too many teams rise from the dead. Well, so you think they're they're capable of making the playoffs because that's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, I think they're I think they're capable of winning enough games that they go into the last weekend with essentially um, a mathematical chance to make the playoffs, and they get um, you know there's like one of those where this team has to lose, this team has to lose, and this other team has to win. 
um, for them to make the playoffs. Yes, I still think that is distinctly possible, even if they lose to Philly, frankly. Uh, but they would have to, I think, reel off all five in a row after that. So we're not to the point of making the playoffs. We're now to the point of believing they could be in a situation to not be mathematically eliminated, which is important, of course, not because they're going but, to make the playoffs. But they still won't. not that big of a deal. Right. That will determine That will determine how many games that Jordan Love starts for the Packers this year, which Correct. is really all that's and, left yes. of note. Right. And that's another part of it is they're not – I don't – unless the bottom really and truly falls out. I just don't see them being in a position where they're completely, where they're completely eliminated. And then they can say, well, we're out of playoff contention. We can play Jordan Love because to me, that is the only scenario where they're going to play Jordan Love. I mean, if there's still a chance they can make the playoffs, even the minutest of chances, they're, they're definitely not going to sit Aaron Rodgers. They're just not going to do it. And, look, in 05, when they had Aaron Rodgers as a rookie first-round pick and they were 4-12, and they didn't, they didn't sit Brett Favre in order to play Aaron Rodgers either. Like, the, the teams just don't function that way, especially teams that aren't accustomed to being in a position where they could potentially do that or feel like they have the opportunity to do that. All right, uh, I'm talking with uh, Jason Wildey. It's very sad. Uh, people think that in talk radio that you like it when teams are bad because then people are more emotional and then there's more interest. It's just not true. There's greater interest, exponentially greater, when the team is winning than when yeah. they're where they're at now. Um, all right, is there anything that uh, that needs to be addressed or this guy, this is hurt or – I mean, Matt LaFleur has no idea what to do. We agree with that, right? Yeah, he, he definitely looks like a guy who's won a bunch of games the first three years, and it was easy. And it, I mean, think back on the last three years. How much adversity have they really and truly faced in season? Like, there's plenty of adversity when you, you know, for lack of a better term, choke away the – NFC Championship game at home, right? When you have uh, you have that opportunity and you and you mess it up, um, you can certainly say that the way they played and whether it was Rodgers or special teams um, against San Francisco in last year's playoff game, you know there's criticism and adversity. But in season where you had to kind of right the ship, they just haven't had that at all. And based on what we've seen this season, he hasn't had the answers and hasn't been able to figure out, okay, well, here's what we need to do. Um, and, and whether that's schematic, whether that's the pulse of the team, um, whether that's being more demanding of his quarterback and telling them we're going to do things this way. I mean, I would love to get, you know, and I've not requested LaFleur one-on-one and I don't even know if he would answer it on the record. He might not even answer off the record, but like, was that Buffalo game plan, was that something that Rodgers was in favor of? Because they certainly committed to the run then, right? The the Cowboys game plan, which actually worked, how much of that was him, you know, kind of imposing his plan on Rodgers? Because we saw when Rodgers was not happy with the approach that they took in the closing uh, 
minutes of regulation that Rogers got really pissed and yelled at him on the sidelines. So that dynamic, I think, is part of their, for lack of a better term, dysfunction. And I would love to know more about how they're approaching it and how they're handling it because uh, I do think that that has been a challenge for him. But beyond that, like, you know, every team has injuries. They certainly have had some that have really been problematic. I mean, they have no pass rush. And Rashawn Gary made that big of a difference. So losing him um, has been a huge setback. But, you know, they were already reeling before his injury. All right, I want to get back to Rodgers and LaFleur because uh, I want to make sure and find out how accurate my theories are. Okay, the three years, whenever there was any adversity, the majority of the adversity was solved by the offense. Score more points, you never, you know, it was Rodgers. Okay, mm-hmm. my premise is that whatever LaFleur's offense was, at some point he came to the conclusion that whatever Rodgers wanted to do worked best. Now, was that with the offense and stuff? And so he let Rodgers do pretty much whatever Rodgers wanted. Now, my question to asking you is, I don't watch the offense that closely to no motion. Is, it, is that inaccurate? I mean, did they did – they, just his offense is run the ball to set up vertical passes. Well, they're passing the ball a ton. It just seems to me that it was still – essence of Rodgers, what he wants to do. We do it because it works. We're winning 13 games. I need more points. Rodgers gets me more points. Why wouldn't I pretty much do whatever he wanted? And I don't know how much of that was staying with the offense or how much of it varied over the first three years. What's What do you think the answer to that is? There's no doubt that it is a uh, very heavily influenced um, altered Rogersified version of what Matt LaFleur brought to Green Bay. There's no doubt about it. For three years. For three years. Yes, but, well, for, uh, no, because I think in 19 there was a process to it. I mean, think back to 19. I mean, they went 13-3, and but their offense for much of the year was not very good. No, I'm going to agree with you. I'm not going to argue the point. I'm just, uh, that's why I'm glad to ask you this stuff. So, because I want to emphasize that makes sense. If you're LaFleur, that's smart. You're a first-year coach. You're winning, and you're winning some more, and you're fundamentally winning because despite this offense you've been taught, the offense that works, that offense, with the input of Aaron Rodgers to change it when he thinks he needs to change it, it's right. Maybe not right in the postseason for whatever reason, but we got 39 wins. Nobody's ever won that many in three seasons. So isn't it? Wasn't it smart to have Lafleur do that? Yes. So I'm not. So okay. here's the. But here's the differ, differentiator. Okay. Um, I would say that their offense was able to do those things because they had ample, experienced talent around them that Rodgers was able to play at the level that he played. The, the beauty of this offense, and the point that I tried to make to Rodgers a couple of weeks ago when I asked him the question is, this offense is designed to be functional and productive with lesser quarterbacks and with lesser skill position players because the design is such that they're able to get the ball to, you know, with rubs and motions and everything else that they do, they're able to get the ball to players that are not as good as Devontae Adams and with the ball thrown by quarterbacks that are not as good as Aaron Rodgers and still be productive. I mean, 
the Los Angeles Rams went to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff as their quarterback, and it's not like they had – it's not like Cooper Cup had become Cooper Cup quite yet. They had Robert Woods. I mean, they didn't they didn't add OBJ that season like that. And yeah. they added the quarterback because they felt that was necessary to Correct. win the Super Bowl. Okay. Because because both Shanahan and 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 McVay looked at the looked at Rodgers. Both tried to get him one through proper channels, one not. And because they recognized that they had an offense that could they could win with, that they could be productive with, but probably couldn't win a Super Bowl with a mediocre quarterback. So that's why Jimmy G. I mean, look, they, uh, and look, they and need, let me ask, and they had the other positions filled at talented enough levels, enough sufficiently, right? And Correct. and maybe maybe you know Romeo better Dodd, than what the Packers have had this year, right? And wh- okay. whether it's Romeo Dobbs in the second half if he doesn't get hurt, or it's Christian Watson if he doesn't miss most of the first half of the season and he's doing more things than he even has the last two games, maybe then they have enough talent. But my point is, is both of those coaches went to Super Bowls, right? The, the Rams yeah. lost to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. The 49ers lost to the Chiefs with Jimmy Garoppolo and Jared Goff at quarterback. So my point is, is that the design of this offense, if you run it to a T, is good enough to potentially even get you there. And the idea now of this offense with Green Bay, the reality is, is that they've, they've morphed it into something that is so different than what that offense was that it's not like they can just say, all right, well, we're going to flip the switch and we're going to run it the way this was originally designed. And well, 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 plus, say, okay. Jason, don't we have to add, plus, Rogers isn't going to agree to do that. And I'm not sure LaFleur has the guts to tell Rogers he should change. Because Rogers can be like, look at everything that we've been doing that you've changed according to me is one. Right. I also believe this is my weirdest part. I also believe that Rogers went to LaFleur and said, You cannot run your offense without any vertical play. And we have no vertical play. So it's stupid for you to run your offense when you don't have what's necessary to run the offense. Therefore we're still better off doing it my way. Not because I don't like your offense, but because – and I'll still throw the ball stupidly long to something. we got no chances, if, if necessary, to show you your offense can't work with the lack of vertical hit. Well, right. Is that all made it, up it, on it, my it, part? That, yeah, probably. But my, if, Dang, if that were good. true, if yeah. that were true, then my problem with that would be, well, why don't you try it my way first? You're not – you know, Aaron Rodgers is not infallible. He's really Correct. smart. Usually the smartest guy in the room, but he's not perfect. He's missed on things. Like, I'll give you an example. Juwan Winfrey, he touted him like he was a terrific player. And now you don't, you don't hear Aaron Rodgers pushing for Juwan Winfrey to play. Because they, and they haven't called him up from, they had an ample opportunity to call him up from the practice squad, and they haven't because he was wrong about him. His talent evaluation was proven wrong. So my point is, is that if they, if they had never, change the offense to accommodate Rodgers, fine. But they did, and now it put them in a position where, like, look, if, if you want the truth, like, you know, and I asked Rodgers this at the end of uh, his press conference after the Titans lost, he wants to go up-tempo now. Now his new thing is, 
He wants to, and he's mentioned it in passing multiple times over the last several weeks, that he wants to go no huddle and make calls at the line of scrimmage. And he thinks that's the path to getting the offense going. And so I asked him multiple, two questions in a row to have the press conference about that. So that's his new theory on what will get this offense going. And, again, uh, I don't think any thought for him is, oh, let's just run it the way Matt wants to run it. Let's see how that works. I just don't think that that's his. The closest they've come to doing that type of an offense was against Dallas, and they won the game. Right. All right. I know you're about out of time. Um, what? What's your belief of the truth of the thumb? I, I, of the last game, I know he played well against Dallas, and he only threw the ball 20 times. But I, I will never believe that he's that bad as he was against Tennessee. I think his thumb is bad when he makes up some other word about the passes he throws. He's assuming everybody's Wobble. smart enough to know that he's never done that his entire life since he was probably six. And so that if he's doing that, everybody should be smart enough to see that his thumb is a problem or he would never throw passes that he has to describe in another way. Yeah, no, I believe it's broken. Too? No, you're not. Uh, I believe it's broken. Um, when Pete Doherty multiple weeks ago asked him, is your thumb broken? Rogers responded with, my thumb is hurt. Now, if we have learned anything oh, no. from immunized versus yep. vaccinated, we should, and, and I've talked to other people who also believe that his thumb is fractured. Um, but that is, that he never said, no, it's not broken. And if he doesn't say, no, it's not broken, then it, it doesn't take Sherlock Holmes to figure out that, after immunized versus vaccinated, it's probably broken. And I would be willing to bet that after the season, or maybe after the bye, sure. that he, he he eventually acknowledges that publicly. So how did he play? How did he play so well against Dallas? Is it just weather conditions? Sometimes it doesn't hurt. Yeah, and sometimes it doesn't hurt as much as others. And he, you know, he also mentioned in that wobbler answer that the he was able to grip the ball for whatever reason better against Dallas than he did against Tennessee, yeah. and the ball came out of his hand better. I mean, there's no denying that when he's accurately throwing the football, they give they have a chance. And when he's inaccurate, they got no chance. And that was the case on, on Thursday night. Like, if he's throwing the ball accurately, I'd be willing to bet they win that game because he doesn't miss Sammy Watkins over the middle. He doesn't miss Lazard on third and three from the 37. There's a couple of other throws he doesn't miss, and they probably win the game. They probably do. But, again, they have so many other problems that yep. their quarterback having a thumb injury is they, – they don't have enough other stuff that's going to go right. Yeah. To, no, they're going to lose. They, have no, they don't have a, a cushion. I want to say this and see if you'll join my club. He th- I will let you be the judge. He throws no wobblers against Philly, and they'll beat the Eagles. Sure, I'll join that club. Yes. Thanks, Jason. All right, Homer. Take care. Be good. Uh, Kyle, can I ask you a question? Yes, Homer. Did he just say yes so that he could finish the show? Because he's <laughs> he's got he's got a game. He's got a coach. He's I coach. Know, I know he's got stuff to do. What he has to do, nobody cares. All right, but he, you know, no one cares. He just has to go, and that's fine. He's Jason Wildy, and I'm not complaining because it was awesome. There's nothing on the show. The rest of the show will be as good as Jason Wildy. But do you think that he believes that, or he just? 
when wanted to move on. Because if he says no, what am I going to ask? Why don't you say yes? Oh, he's smart. He's no. dealt with you a couple times. Yes was yes was a quick finish. Do you think it? And I understand this is shaky because just as Jason said, this team is so fragile, you can't ever count on everything else doing their part. That's what losing teams do. All right. I know we need a break. Next. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. It's Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. This is Homer filling in for Craig Karmazin. I used to be the number one fill-in. I declared myself that because I said I would always do it. So that meant that if uh, he couldn't make it, I would fill in. Uh, Previous to that, I was upset that I was the last person. That if I did the show, it was basically no one else could do it. I don't even know where it stands now. I'm definitely not the number one guy. I think I'm back toward near the end. Kyle, what do you think? The you you're no, uh, you're the number one guy, Homer. Now that we have Green and Go oh, Green Bay today, game, Green Bay game day. I mean, we can't even get you on the times we have Green Bay game day. Just about we are uh, Sunday Karma gets put to the back of the burner here. So uh, you are yeah, our number you know, one draft. I like pick. that. You're not taking it well. No, That's I mean, good. no, it's no. You know, it's all right. It's all good. I enjoy my Sundays here. No, it's not. You just told us it's not good by the tone you told us that it's all good. That's fine. You, sh- this is a good show. You should. You, um, I don't know what to tell you to do because I'm not sure you can change it. But yeah. no, no, the Packers, they Packers, Packers trump all. So we're all good. Yeah. Plus, Jason was fantastic. Go to Wisconsin on demand and just listen. I'm telling you this. I can't do anything as good if I could. And I was running the show. I would find out. I'd go, Kyle, tell me how long that, that Wildy thing was. Why? We're playing that again at the end of the show. Because there's nothing Homer can do as good as listening to Jason talk as what he said about Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. So why should I have Homer talk or even the callers when the better stuff would be Jason Wildy again? And in fact, during the national hours every so often, we're going to break away to play it again. I think that Jason Wilde is worthy of at least five segments today. You know what that proves, Kyle? What is that? Why they shouldn't put me in charge. But that's how good it was. I, and I want to know what you, of all the Jason said, what, what stood out that you remember first above everything else? Oh, well, the biggest thing was the last thing is that Aaron Rodgers has a broken thumb. I didn't realize his thumb was broken. This changes everything. We just need to arrest him. There's no reason for our 37, 38-year-old quarterback to be out there making this plan through this pain when our team is not that good around him. Let Jordan Love play, see how good he is, and if he's really good, then you trade him, and somebody else may want him. Use this to potentially get draft capital. So you would now – this may be a discount league or Twitter poll question. You would now start playing Jordan Love. Right now. If Aaron Rodgers has a broken thumb, your well, team— We know he has a broken yeah, thumb. Aaron Rodgers has a broken thumb. This yes. team this team is not making the playoffs. We're going nowhere fast. Right. At this point, 
you want to build for the future because you still have Aaron Rodgers for potentially the next three years. You have some young weapons in Christian Watson. You have a young weapon in Romeo Dobbs. You need to find a tight end. You have two good running backs. Your offensive line has been in disarray a little bit this year, but you got some talent there as well, and you just need to find some more cohesion. This team is not that far off. It just seems like they may be a year off, and getting some more talent on this team is something that you want to do. And if Jordan Love can look like he can get a second-round pick, then you trade him for a second-round pick. But he has to have the opportunity to show that he's an NFL quarterback. What about your limiting the amount of time that Rodgers, even with a broken thumb, plays with his young receivers, which would assist them next year? You got practice. And then also what I learned with the Packers is the Packers don't even play Rodgers during the preseason, so they think Rodgers is king and he doesn't need time to be working with the guys in game. So just, oh, all they got is practice. You get some work in the preseason if you had to next year uh, for the loss of the time. Oh. He won't play in the preseason next year. It doesn't matter. Aaron Rodgers does not play in the preseason under Matt LaFleur, so it is what it is. Well, that's not on, that's not on Rodgers. That's on the floor. Right. I feel like Rodgers doesn't want to play. He says if he's going to play, Fine. he wants to play he's not, significant He's not time. running the show. Aaron Rodgers does not run the show over Matt LaFleur other than the fact that LaFleur lets it. I mean, who's one's the head coach, one's a player. The head coach is always in charge unless you give me an indication that LaFleur wanted to do something and Mark Murphy said no because Murphy's the only one who could tell LaFleur to do something he didn't want to do, correct? Yes, that is the way this is set up. It is that is true. Yeah, uh, but I don't. I'm not an expert on broken thumbs. But yeah, if Aaron Rodgers has a broken broken thumb, that means he's not good enough to play consistently with his team to make the playoffs. You might win a game or two, so let him sit. And that 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 would be one way they could play Jordan Love. They just put him on IR, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what that's yeah. what I'm saying at this point. We are at the point where Aaron Rodgers is not going to look good in cold weather. It's going to be cold the rest of the way. He played awful, and it cold and did not help. And let's see how that offense runs when they run it the way LaFleur wants to run it. Because he's going to run it the way he wants to run it with Jordan Love. We know that, right? He's not making any changes for Jordan Love. Jordan Love ain't coming to the sideline yelling at Matt LaFleur. Right, or, but, but whatever the offense has done with the motion and all that kind of stuff, you know, the run sets everything else up. Jordan, he, he, it's going to be run that way with Jordan Love. That's the whole point. It's supposed to work even if your quarterback isn't that great because of the different things that you, you do. Wow. We're, are we late again? This is supposed to be a segment, short segment. Man, <laughs> i got to get on my game. i got to do better the next hour. Uh, 7 at 11, are we doing that? i I got a great 7 at 11. And then we have a couple callers. And then, uh, all right, all right, enough chit-chat. But just remember, Wisconsin On Demand, you put the app. You don't have to do .com anymore. Just get the app, Wisconsin On Demand, and you listen, not once, but twice, to Jason Woolley today. Next. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. They are what they are at this point, but I'm not quite ready to completely write them off. I've seen too many teams rise from the dead. Well, so you think they're they're capable of making the playoffs because that's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, I think they're I think they're capable of winning enough games that they go into the last weekend with essentially um, a mathematical chance to make the playoffs, and they get um, you know there's like one of those where this team has to lose, this team has to lose, and this other team has to win. 
um, for them to make the playoffs. Yes, I still think that is distinctly possible, even if they lose to Philly, frankly. Uh, but they would have to, I think, reel off all five in a row after that. So we're not to the point of making the playoffs. We're now to the point of believing they could be in a situation to not be mathematically eliminated, which is important, of course, not because they're going to make the playoffs. But they still won't. not that big of a deal. Right. That will determine That will determine how many games that Jordan Love starts for the Packers this year, which Correct. is really all that's and, left yeah. of note. Right. And that's another part of it is they're not – I don't – unless the bottom really and truly falls out. I just don't see them being in a position where they're completely, where they're completely eliminated. And then they can say, well, we're out of playoff contention. We can play Jordan Love because to me, that is the only scenario where they're going to play Jordan Love. I mean, if there's still a chance they can make the playoffs, even the minutest of chances, they're they're definitely not going to sit Aaron Rodgers. They're just not going to do it. And look, in '05, when they had Aaron Rodgers as a rookie first round pick, and they were four and twelve, they didn't they didn't sit Brett Favre in order to play Aaron Rodgers either. Like the, the teams just don't function that way, especially teams that aren't accustomed to being in a position where they could potentially do that or feel like they have the opportunity to do that. All right, uh, talking with uh, Jason Wildey, it's very sad. Uh, people think that in talk radio that you like it when teams are bad because then people are more emotional and then there's more interest. It's just not true. There's greater interest, exponentially greater when the team is winning than when yeah. they're where they're at now. Um, all right, is there anything that, uh, that needs to be addressed or this guy, this is hurt or – I mean, I, Matt LaFleur has no idea what to do. We agree with that, right? Yeah, he, he definitely looks like a guy who's won a bunch of games the first three years, and it was easy. And it, I mean, think back on the last three years. How much adversity have they really and truly faced in season? Like, there's plenty of adversity when you, you know, for lack of a better term, choke away the – NFC championship game at home, right? When you have a, you have that opportunity and you, and you mess it up. Um, you can certainly say that the way they played and whether it was Rogers or special teams um, against San Francisco in last year's playoff game, you know, there's criticism and adversity, but in season where you had to kind of write the ship, they just haven't had that at all. And based on what we've seen this season, he hasn't had the answers and hasn't been able to figure out, okay, well, here's what we need to do. Um, and, and whether that's schematic, whether that's the pulse of the team, um, whether that's being more demanding of his quarterback and telling them we're going to do things this way. I mean, I would love to get, you know, and I've not requested LaFleur one-on-one, and I don't even know if he would answer it on the record. He might not even answer off the record. But, like, was that Buffalo game plan – was that something that Rodgers was in favor of? Because they certainly committed to the run then, right? The the Cowboys game plan, which actually worked, how much of that was him, you know, kind of imposing his plan on Rodgers? Because we saw when Rodgers was not happy with the approach that they took in the closing uh, 
minutes of regulation that Rogers got really pissed and yelled at him on the sideline. So that dynamic, I think, is part of their, for lack of a better term, dysfunction. And I would love to know more about how they're approaching it and how they're handling it because uh, I do think that that has been a challenge for him. But beyond that, like, you know, every team has injuries. They certainly have had some that have really been problematic. I mean, they have no pass rush. And Rashawn Gary made that big of a difference. So losing him um, has been a huge setback. But, you know, they were already reeling before his injury. All right, I want to get back to Rodgers and LaFleur because uh, I want to make sure and find out how accurate my theories are. Okay, the three years, whenever there was any adversity, the majority of the adversity was solved by the offense. Score more points, you never, you know, it was Rodgers. Okay, mm-hmm. my premise is that whatever LaFleur's offense was, at some point he came to the conclusion that whatever Rodgers wanted to do worked best. Now, was that with the offense and stuff? And so he let Rodgers do pretty much whatever Rodgers wanted. Now, my question to asking you is, I don't watch the offense that closely to no motion. Is, it, is that inaccurate? I mean, did they did – they, just his offense – is run the ball to set up vertical passes. Well, they're passing the ball a ton. It just seems to me that it was still essence of Rodgers, what he wants to do. We do it because it works. We're winning 13 games. I need more points. Rodgers gets me more points. Why wouldn't I pretty much do whatever he wanted? And I don't know how much of that was staying with the offense or how much of it varied over the first three years. What's, what do you think the answer to that is? There's no doubt that it is a uh, very heavily influenced, um, altered, Rodgersified version of what Matt LaFleur brought to Green Bay. There's no doubt about it. For three years. For three years. Yes, but, well, for, uh, no, because I think in 19 there was a process to it. I mean, think back to 19. I mean, they went 13-3. and But their offense for much of the year was right. not very good. No, I'm going to agree like with you. I don't, I, I, I'm not going to argue the point. I'm just I, that's why I'm glad to ask you this stuff. So because I want to emphasize that makes sense. If you're Lafleur, that's smart. You're a first year right, coach. Right. You're winning, and you're winning some more, and you're fundamentally winning because despite this offense you've been taught, the offense that works that offense with the input of Aaron Rodgers to change it when he thinks you need to change it, it's Right. Maybe not right in the postseason, but, but for whatever reason. But we got 39 wins. Nobody's ever won that many in three seasons. So isn't it, wasn't it smart to have LaFleur do that? Yes. So I'm not. So okay. here's the, but here's the differ, differentiator. Okay. Um, I would say that their offense was able to do those things because they had ample, experienced talent around them that Rodgers was able to play at the level that he played. The, the beauty of this offense, and the point that I tried to make to Rodgers a couple of weeks ago when I asked him the question is, this offense is designed to be functional and productive with lesser quarterbacks and with lesser skill position players because the design is such that they're able to get the ball to open, you know, with rubs and motions and everything else that they do they're able to get the ball to players that are not as good as Devontae Adams and with the ball thrown by quarterbacks that are not as good as Aaron Rodgers and still be productive. Yep. I mean, 
the Los Angeles Rams went to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff as their quarterback, and it's not like they had, it's not like Cooper Cup had become Cooper Cup quite yet. They had Robert Woods. I mean, they didn't, they didn't add OBJ that season like that. And yeah. they added the quarterback because they felt that was necessary to Correct. win the Super Bowl. Okay. Because because both Shanahan and 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 McVay looked at the looked at Rodgers. Both tried to get him one through proper channels, one not. And because they recognized that they had an offense that could they could win with, that they could be productive with, but probably couldn't win a Super Bowl with a mediocre quarterback. So that's why Jimmy G. I mean, look, they, uh, and look, they and need, let me ask, and they had the other positions filled at talented enough levels, enough sufficiently, right? And Correct. and maybe maybe you know Romeo better Dodds, than what the Packers have had this year, right? And wh- yeah. whether it's Romeo Dobbs in the second half if he doesn't get hurt, or it's Christian Watson if he doesn't miss most of the first half of the season and he's doing more things than he even has the last two games, maybe then they have enough talent. But my point is, is both of those coaches went to Super Bowls, right? The, the Rams yeah. lost to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. The 49ers lost to the Chiefs with Jimmy Garoppolo and Jared Goff at quarterback. So my point is, is that the design of this offense, if you run it to a T, is good enough to potentially even get you there. And the idea now of this offense with Green Bay, the reality is, is that they've, they've morphed it into something that is so different than what that offense was that it's not like they can just say, all right, we're going to flip the switch and we're going to run it the way this was originally designed. And well, 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 plus, say, okay. Jason, don't we have to add, plus, Rogers isn't going to agree to do that. And I'm not sure LaFleur has the guts to tell Rogers he should change. Because Rogers can be like, look at everything that we've been doing that you've changed according to me is one. Right. I also believe this is my weirdest part. I also believe that Rogers went to LaFleur and said, You cannot run your offense without any vertical play. And we have no vertical play. So it's stupid for you to run your offense when you don't have what's necessary to run the offense. Therefore we're still better off doing it my way. Not because I don't like your offense, but because – and I'll still throw the ball stupidly long to something. we got no chances, if, if necessary, to show you your offense can't work with the lack of vertical hit. Well, right. Is that all made I mean, up on it, my it, part? That, yeah, probably. But my, if, Dang, if that were good. true, if yeah. that were true, then my problem with that would be, well, why don't you try it my way first? You're not – you know, Aaron Rodgers is not infallible. He's really smart. Usually the smartest guy in the room, but he's not perfect. He's missed on things. Like, I'll give you an example. Juwan Winfrey, he touted him like he was a terrific player, and now you don't you don't hear Aaron Rodgers pushing for Juwan Winfrey to play because they and they haven't called him up from. They had an ample opportunity to call him up from the practice squad, and they haven't because he was wrong about him. His talent evaluation was proven wrong. So, my point is is that if they if they had never change the offense to accommodate Rodgers, fine. But they did, and now it put them in a position where, like, look, if, if you want the truth, like, you know, and I asked Rodgers this at the end of uh, his press conference after the Titans lost, he wants to go up-tempo now. Now his new thing is 
He wants to, and he's mentioned it in passing multiple times over the last several weeks, that he wants to go no huddle and make calls at the line of scrimmage. And he thinks that's the path to getting the offense going. And so I asked him multiple, two questions in a row to the press conference about that. So that's his new theory on what will get this offense going. And, again, uh, I don't think any thought for him is, oh, let's just run it the way Matt wants to run it. Let's see how that works. I just don't think that that's his. Uh, the closest they've come to doing that type of an offense was against Dallas, and they won the game. Right. All right. I know you're about out of time. Um, what, what's your belief of the truth of the thumb? I, I, of the last game, I know he played well against Dallas, and he only threw the ball 20 times. But I, I will never believe that he's that bad as he was against Tennessee. I think his thumb is bad when he makes up some other word about the passes he throws. He's assuming everybody's Wobble. smart enough to know that he's never done that his entire life since he was probably six. And so that if he's doing that, everybody should be smart enough to see that his thumb is a problem or he would never throw passes that he has to describe in another way. Yeah, no, I believe it's broken. No, you're not. Uh, I believe it's broken. Um, when Pete Doherty multiple weeks ago asked him, is your thumb broken? Rogers responded with, my thumb is hurt. Now, if we have learned anything oh, no. from immunized versus yep. vaccinated, we should, and, and I've talked to other people who also believe that his thumb is fractured, um, but that is that he never said, no, it's not broken. And if he doesn't say, no, it's not broken, then it, it doesn't take Sherlock Holmes to figure out that after immunized versus vaccinated, it's probably broken. And I would be willing to bet that after the season or maybe after the bye sure. that he, he he eventually acknowledges that publicly. So how did, he play, how did he play so well against Dallas? Is it just weather conditions? sometimes it doesn't hurt. Yeah, and sometimes it doesn't hurt as much as others. And, he, you know, he also mentioned in that wobbler answer that the, he was able to grip the ball for whatever reason better against Dallas than he did against Tennessee, yeah. and the ball came out of his hand better. I mean, there's no denying that when he's accurately throwing the football, they, give, they have a chance. And when he's inaccurate, they got no chance. And that was the case on, on Thursday night. Like, if he's throwing the ball accurately, I'd be willing to bet they win that game. Because he doesn't miss Sammy Watkins over the middle. He doesn't miss Lazard on third and three from the 37. There's a couple of other throws he doesn't miss. And they probably win the game. They probably do. But, again, they have so many other problems that yep. their quarterback having a thumb injury is they, they don't have enough other stuff that's going to go right. Yeah. To no, they're going to lose. They, have no, they don't have a, a cushion. I want to say this and see if you'll join my club. He th I will let you be the judge. He throws no wobblers against Philly, and they'll beat the Eagles. Sure, I'll join that club. Yes. Thanks, Jason. All right, Homer. Take care. Be good. Uh, Kyle, can I ask you a question? Yes, Homer. Did he just say yes so that he could finish the show? Because he's... <laughs> He's got, he's got a game. He's got a coach. He's Coach Wilde. I know he's got stuff to do. Though what he has to do, nobody cares. All right? But he, you know, no one cares. He just has to go, and that's fine. He's Jason Wilde. And I'm not complaining because it was awesome. There's nothing on the show, the rest of the show, that will be as good as Jason Wilde. But do you think that he believes that or he just wanted to?
to move on. Because if he says no, what am I going to ask? Why don't you say yes? Oh, he's smart. He's dealt with you a couple times. Yes was was a quick finish. Do you think it? And I understand this is shaky because just as Jason said, this team is so fragile, you can't ever count on everything else doing their part. That's what losing teams do. All right. I know we need a break. Next. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. It's Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. This is Homer filling in for Craig Karmazin. I used to be the number one fill-in. I declared myself that because I said I would always do it. So that meant that if uh, he couldn't make it, I would fill in. Uh, Previous to that, I was upset that I was the last person. That if I did the show, it was basically no one else could do it. I don't even know where it stands now. I'm definitely not the number one guy. I think I'm back toward near the end. Kyle, what do you think? The you you're no, uh, you're the number one guy, Homer. Now that we have Green and Go oh, Green Bay today, game, Green Bay game day. I mean, we can't even get you on the times we have Green Bay game day. Just about we are uh, Sunday Karma gets put to the back of the burner here. So uh, you are yeah, our number you know, one draft. I like pick. that. You're not taking it well. No, That's I mean, good. no, it's no. You know, it's all right. It's all good. I enjoy my Sundays here. No, it's not. You just told us it's not good by the tone you told us that it's all good. That's fine. You, sh- this is a good show. You should. You're. Um, I don't know what to tell you to do because I'm not sure you can change it. But yeah. no, no, the Packers, they Packers, Packers trump all. So we're all good. Yeah. Plus, Jason was fantastic. Go to Wisconsin on demand and just listen. I'm telling you this. I can't do anything as good if I could. And I was running the show. I would find out. I'd go, Kyle, tell me how long that, that Wildy thing was. Why? We're playing that again at the end of the show. Because there's nothing Homer can do as good as listening to Jason talk as what he said about Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. So why should I have Homer talk or even the callers when the better stuff would be Jason Wildy again? And in fact, during the national hours, every so often, we're going to break away to play it again. I think that Jason Wildy is worthy of at least five segments today. You know what that proves, Kyle? What is that? Why they shouldn't put me in charge. But that's how good it was. I, and I want to know what you, of all the Jason said, what, what stood out that you remember first above everything else? Oh, well, the biggest thing was the last thing is that Aaron Rodgers has a broken thumb. I didn't realize his thumb was broken. This changes everything. We just need to arrest him. There's no reason for our 37, 38-year-old quarterback to be out there making this plan through this pain when our team is not that good around him. Let Jordan Love play, see how good he is, and if he's really good, then you trade him, and somebody else may want him. Use this to potentially get draft capital. So you would now – this may be a discount liquor Twitter poll question. You would now start playing Jordan Love – Right now. If Aaron Rodgers has a broken thumb, your well, team— We know he has a broken yeah, thumb. Aaron Rodgers has a broken thumb. This yes. team this team is not making the playoffs. We're going nowhere fast. Right. At this point, 
you want to build for the future because you still have Aaron Rodgers for potentially the next three years. You have some young weapons in Christian Watson. You have a young weapon in Romeo Dobbs. You need to find a tight end. You have two good running backs. Your offensive line has been in disarray a little bit this year, but you got some talent there as well, and you just need to find some more cohesion. This team is not that far off. It just seems like they may be a year off, and getting some more talent on this team is something that you want to do. And if Jordan Love can look like he can get a second-round pick, then you trade him for a second-round pick. But he has to have the opportunity to show that he's an NFL quarterback. What about your limiting the amount of time that Rodgers, even with a broken thumb, plays with his young receivers, which would assist them next year? You got practice. Of- and then also what I learned with the Packers is the Packers don't even play Rodgers during the preseason, so they think Rodgers is king, and he doesn't need time to be working with the guys in-game. So they do oh, all they got is practice. get some work in the preseason if you had to next year uh, for the loss of the time. Oh. He won't play in the preseason next year. It doesn't matter. Aaron Rodgers does not play in the preseason under Matt LaFleur, so it is what it is. Well, that's not on, that's not on Rodgers. That's on the floor. Right. I feel like Rodgers doesn't want to play. He says if he's going to play, Fine. he wants to play he's not, significant He's not time. running the show. Aaron Rodgers does not run the show over Matt LaFleur other than the fact that LaFleur lets it. I mean, who's one's the head coach, one's a player. The head coach is always in charge unless you give me an indication that LaFleur wanted to do something and Mark Murphy said no because Murphy's the only one who could tell LaFleur to do something he didn't want to do, correct? Yes, that is the way this is set up. It is that is true. Yeah, uh, but I don't. I'm not an expert on broken thumbs. But yeah, if Aaron Rodgers has a broken broken thumb, that means he's not good enough to play consistently with his team to make the playoffs. You might win a game or two, so let him sit. And that 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 would be one way they could play Jordan Love. They just put him on IR, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what that's yeah. what I'm saying at this point. We are at the point where Aaron Rodgers is not going to look good in cold weather. It's going to be cold the rest of the way. He played awful and it cold and in that And let's see how that offense runs when they run it the way LaFleur wants to run it. Because he's going to run it the way he wants to run it with Jordan Love. We know that, right? He ain't making any changes for Jordan Love. Jordan Love ain't coming to the sideline yelling at Matt LaFleur. Right. Or, but, but whatever the offense has done with the motion and all that kind of stuff, you know, all the run sets everything else up. Jordan, he, he, it's going to be run that way with Jordan Love. That's the whole point. It's supposed to work even if your quarterback isn't that great because of the different things that you, you do. Wow. We're, are we late again? So I was supposed to be a segment, short segment. Man, <laughs> i got to get on my game. i got to do better the next hour. Uh, 7 at 11, are we doing that? i I got a great 7 at 11. And then we have a couple callers. And then, uh, all right, all right, enough chit-chat. But just remember, Wisconsin On Demand, you put the app. You don't have to do .com anymore. Just get the app, Wisconsin On Demand, and you listen, not once, but twice, to Jason Willie today. Next. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com.